0: Dale, not Dale, podcast. Uncle Dale and Vaughn with stories to unfold.
1: So sit back, relax, and behold. We discuss the life and all its ups and downs. Tune in from your side of time. Talking pop cultures, movies, and TV shows. Giving the thoughts and much more. This shit is style, closing gadgets galore. Keeping you entertained, you'll be begging for more. Cause we laugh laughing, hey,
0: maybe even crying But one thing's for sure, you'll be smiling Cause Uncle Dale and Vaughn are at your side So come along, join,
2: and let's ride They uh, bring the heat, and the guests are supreme They
0: ain't just a door Y'all ready? We've been ready, we're waiting on you Oh, you're rolling Yeah, I am I mean, I'm a, it's rolling, been but there. I'm not I was waiting for you He's to, waiting for me to turn on the charm. Dude. You're full of... You're not wearing your hat, dude. You're your staple.
3: So, I mean... Oh, hold on, hold on. He just, he just texted me back. We did it.
2: <laughs> We're going to have to cut the first part He said, part out. yes, please. Let's okay. fucking go. <laughs> 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 I love this. Right, me too, dude.
0: dude. Uh, All right, are we ready? Let's do it. All right. We are recording. Yes, we are. We have uh, the extraordinaire... Steve Gillette the uh do you do it all I
3: I have and um I realize now after lots of therapy it's not because like of anything other than the fact that I'm pretty much on the spectrum yeah <laughs> so I'm not particularly a- talented I'm just um neurodivergent and uh wow what an intro yeah
0: that's a great intro
2: neurodivergent is great yeah you've used the word brevity I have brevity is a great word that I think is underutilized today. Society. What does it mean? What does brevity mean? Short. Kind of short. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, two things I have noticed that I have to ask you about. Number one, I can't see your legs. <laughs> he did not have any. <laughs> I don't know if this helps. I don't know the camera angles we're working with. Number but
3: it's what I got to contribute. It's
2: it's those pants. So, oh,
3: oh, I get it. It's the camo joke. Camo right, joke. I'm really slow in the camo dad right joke, now. dude. Yeah, Come on, man. It. Okay. Come My on, bad. bro.
2: Number two. This is the first time I've seen you without a hat. And I think after that little thing that we just had right there, I think it was your thinking cap.
3: Oh, dang, you're right. Yeah, so (laughs) I had, for whatever reason, I made wearing a beanie my identity like two years ago. And it was just born out of not wanting to deal with my hair when I woke up. And then I realized after I kind of committed to the mullet or the moulier, as my barber says. Oh, nice. It's fancy. You just go all in on the haircut that... Is complemented by bedhead, and you're golden. So I don't have to wear a beanie all the time. Sometimes I bring it out, you know, keep things fresh. But it's incredible. Yeah, it's very interesting material.
2: <laughs> so anyway, we gotta we, we gotta get a little bit. We gotta get these people knowing a little bit about you. So
0: yeah. So Stephen, we met. We met you earlier this year, Indianapolis, at the Indy 500. Yes, so Steve, when I was is being antisocial in the suite, but we brought it out of you. Yes, I appreciated it. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, we met. So Steve works for Good Ranchers, who's our podcast sponsor, and you do what for them? So my official
3: position is Chief Creative Officer, which always feels silly to say out loud, but it's just a creative director who also gets to um, make decisions.
2: So you're I guess. the CCO
0: yes so if you ever see anything cool that good Winters does merch ads anything on social media that's you creating right pretty and much. also if you see anything that's shitty they do it's also me it's so.
2: <laughs> oh i would just say that that's somebody Dude, else
0: i've never seen anything that you've done that's shitty man i'm not gonna just laugh. wait it'll, nah, it'll, it'll happen i love it you're not a, paying attention
2: you've done a great job you've done, yeah you know the funny thing is is people who are in your line of business they're the ones that pick out the shitty ones that nobody else does what they're, do you mean like, you could see, like, oh, I really screwed that up. But nobody else does. Oh, yeah. Because no. you're the one that created it. And we're just fluffing you. Yeah. Well,
3: it's one of those things, like, before I worked at Good Ranchers, I was at an agency for six years. And I think, first off, designers are the worst people on the planet. They're, like, I, I hate all designers with the exceptions of the ones that I am know personally, and I'm not talking about you. Um <laughs> because we'll zoom in on that yeah uh it's the fact that designers think that normal people think like designers and normal people do not at all and all of the tiny little details that they obsess over just don't really matter and it's one of the more freeing and discouraging things i've learned all at the same time
0: yeah yeah so how do you so how how do you act different than others or you act like that too Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm, so? I'm totally douchebag too i'm okay. not
3: <laughs> i definitely have my proclivities towards being insufferable uh but i try to try to bed that down
0: um i don't know maybe i'm hoping self-awareness makes up for a lot of other things yeah so we met you we met you then and then we hung out again at the next
3: indie. And for whatever reason, you thought it would be a good idea to get me talking about playing Magic: The Gathering, which that's going to come up. I I know it's going to come up. I'm so afraid of it because I will just go full on fixation mode and start nerding out. And I don't want to do that. Whenever we'll cut you off. Whenever
0: whenever Post Malone did the same thing on Joe Rogan. Yeah, but he's Post Malone. He can do that. I know, but it was it was awesome. Yeah. Dude, if Cause wasn't, he's so present because he's so passionate about it, you gotta like respect Dude, if it. if being
3: passionate is the like the cost to entry, like what makes it okay, then I got you. I can be passionate about all kinds of things. I mean things. it was
2: real nerdy,
0: but great.
3: It I was think, cool. You know, I
2: I'm think down. you're better than Post Malone. Yeah. Can you sing? No. Neither can he. He just uses auto tune. No, he can sing. Okay.
0: You don't think so? I've honestly
3: I've never listened to Post Malone. No, you I mean, haven't. I swear it's one of those things. Where the last few years, every time he's come up in conversation, I was like, you know, I've never actually listened to him, and then I just move on with my life. I don't even <laughs> do anything about it. And it was like I got to a certain point in my life where the same thing happened with the movie Top Gun, and uh, I was in my twenties. I was like, man, I've never seen Top Gun, and every time I talk about how I've never seen Top Gun, people are like, oh, you've never seen Top Gun? Do they and, say it like that? hundred percent. They scoff. Yeah, they go, yeah.
1: Oh, I can't believe it.
3: No Top Gun. You don't know the arse, man. <laughs> um, and at that point, I was just like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shit. yeah. And then eventually, I did. Oh, and, you um, succumbed to pressure? It wasn't. I mean, sure, but, what man, your thoughts? Th- thoughts? It was a shitty 80s movie. I don't know. Like, It the, wasn't that The new one's way better. Literally, I haven't seen it, and I probably won't, because <laughs> I got to make up for giving in to the other one, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> 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 you haven't That's <seen> <laughs> what I want to be the reality. That's what you want it's up here. Believe I that want, they're yeah, saying, for whatever reason, they're all from the town in Footloose. I guess they you know, yeah they have that kind of no dancing. Yeah, none.
2: I've never seen Star Wars.
3: You, see, you know, okay, Star Wars. Okay. Apparently, a lot of people like Star Wars. I'm just kidding. I I, I loved Star Wars as a kid. I was seven years old for Christmas. For Christmas, I got the Star Wars original trilogy on VHS. I watched that shit three times through between Christmas Day and the next day. Like, the whole thing. I loved Star Wars as a kid. And do you know what I don't like anymore and can't be bothered to care about is Star Wars. Really? (laughs) So, thanks, Disney. Like You're really letting down the nerds, man. I don't know. Is Star Wars even nerdy anymore? I feel like there's this weird cultural shift where in the last 15 years, what was like alienating nerd like interests have now like just become the zeitgeist. I remember when the anime kids were weird in high school.
0: Yeah. And now it's just like. Now you know, like all the celebrities are big into it. And uh, stuff yeah. Like, oh, it's really mainstream. like mainstream.
3: Trigon. I don't know about Naruto. Like,
0: <laughs> I've never watched anime. Oh. I, don't there's some, know. I don't even know
2: what Barnes anime McClan is. big fan a hentai. Yeah. Well, you know.
0: We all, we all handle it differently.
2: Um, I don't even know what that is. It's. it's. Can you explain it? To it's me? anime pornography. Yeah. So you watch cartoons. I don't. No, no, no. I'm saying so. So one. Let's make that so, very clear. So one that indulges in hentai. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Sure. <laughs> would watch cartoons. Yes. Having sexual encounters. Yes. Not so. into that. Yeah. At least I don't. You know what I always say, like you don't know if you don't know, or you have to try it to know if you don't.
3: Well, how about you report back and let us know?
2: I will. I'll do it on the...
0: Second episode, we're going to do that. The right, Astros cool.
2: are playing tonight, so on the seventh inning stretch, I'll watch a little hentai. And get back go. to you.
0: <laughs> Man, seventh inning stretch is going to
3: take on a new meeting now. It All is. Right, cool, cool, cool. Is, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that one. That's yep. just going to be in my brain for the rest of my life. Yes. So how long have you been at Good Ranchers? Oh, yeah. We're doing this whole thing because people don't know who I am. Um... Been at Good Ranchers now for uh, a full time a year. There was about a, there was a time period last year where I was splitting my time between um, the agency that I was at before. I was a creative director before I uh, uh, started at Good Ranchers, and I was doing both of them at the same time. And it just kind of it became very apparent that uh, Good Ranchers needed the dedicated attention. So um, in October of last year is when I was officially full time. Okay. So since then it is. It has
0: been crazy. The growth has been nuts. Dude, y'all's growth has been insane, man. Yeah. When you were the outside looking in, definitely seen that I mean, it seems you guys. Dude, you guys have been along for the ride above. for a bit now. Yeah.
2: We have, and you know what? They've been be good to us, man. They and, and for no reason. I don't know why. One but, of the same. things. One, yeah. of the, <laughs> one of the things that I like about them is, I mean, they they have their names on some big celebrities out there, like us. Game. Over. Every Halloween, you hear about the dangers and the candy that your kids will get. But this year, the real tricks are in the meat aisle. Good Ranchers wants to take the trick out of your meat, and they're throwing in a treat for my listeners. Lab-grown meat is growing more and more popular. Foreign meat dresses up in a product of USA label. And mRNA vaccine development is on the rise for agriculture. What's in your food... And meat is even more in question than ever before.
0: Amidst these haunting truths, the real hero rises. Good Ranchers. As the number one place to get America's beef, pork, chicken, and seafood delivered, Good Ranchers products are transparently sourced, all American, and delicious. When you shop at com, you don't have to question where your meat's coming from. We know. It's America. Duh uh With 100% American guarantee and transparent vaccination policy, you'll always know where your meat comes from and what's in it. Take the mystery out of the meat aisle. Visit com. Use my code dndpod Pod to get $30 off and free express shipping of your box of America's best meat and seafood today. That code dndpod Pod for $30 off your box at com. American meat delivery. Game over. Yeah,
3: I was going to say, I'm glad you said it. Uh, uh, so, you know, and I was
2: going to like segue into the fact that, you know, we're not big. We're we're kinda, hey, big. we're probably the yeah. most fun to hang out with. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Because none of them else. None Nobody
0: them. else has invited me to a podcast. Exactly. So that's cool.
2: See, we care.
0: So everybody else sucks. They we're, do.
2: We're yeah. always going to care, even when we're gigantic.
0: But, hey, we we do love the Good Ranch family. You guys are awesome to be around. And uh, like I said, because we I'm, like being with
3: each other. We well, like
0: the, the the culture there is like I told you, it's unmatched yeah. that I've seen it at, at companies. Yeah, and I think that's what's the biggest success to you guys. Really, is y'all's culture and how y'all y'all take care of and how y'all it's work.
3: A, it's a lot. It's a lot to keep uh, like to maintain. And even like in the macro, at good Ran- like overall good ranchers. But like I oversee the market, uh, marketing creative and I'm, I'm hyper intentional about um, all of those things. And uh, even, even the agency I worked at, like the two partners, of the agency that I came from before, they, uh, r- they wrote a book called culture built my brand, literally about workplace culture. So, yeah. Finding some place that prioritized culture um, to the degree that they do was, was, you know, on top of the fact that I've known Ben since 2010. Like, I've known Ben for a long time. Um, Ben is the founder,
0: for anybody who doesn't know. Um, He's been on here.
3: Oh, he has? Good. Sweet. There's context.
0: Thank God. (laughs) Bullet (laughs) dodged. We had had him and Jermaine on, and then uh, about five minutes in, we were talking about Jermaine's first arrest story. It's pretty good. I don't know if I've heard
3: that story. Yeah. Um, Before I watched the episode, I did watch it, by the way. Okay, good. We appreciate I felt the need to
0: clarify we that. We appreciate that.
2: What about the other 65 episodes? <laughs> yeah. Can you just no, give us No, not even one. <laughs> can you get a Can you just give us a number Has it been one?
0: Dude. People ask you if you watch our stuff, you're like you're like for like, Post Malone to you, you're like you're like no, I haven't and then you just keep going I'm on. just
3: not Here's the thing. I'm not a podcast guy. The only podcast I listen to is a Magic the Gathering podcast. <laughs>
2: my lord i know you're a podcast guy dude, now we're, we're gonna go I guess we're I gonna
0: deep dive into just magic the gathering podcast on like
2: have going we forward?
3: sufficient like my adhd brain i don't know what we've covered as far as requisite information i'm, a, I'm gonna keep this going you're good. all right you're cool, good. cool 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 no, we'll keep, dude. i can't help but overthink listen you just have to deal with it we'll I'm, keep no, you in I'll, the lane all right we, sweet.
0: we wanted you here for a reason because we've had enjoyed being with you and talk with you when we go out of town you're like Aww. we gotta have you on man because your takes on things are some of my favorite.
2: Yeah. Oh man. I, I will say. Is
0: there one that you're thinking of in particular? No, the everything. I, I'm okay. a, there's
2: the f- there's a f- one of them that stands out to me, which Dale's going to agree. So I will say this. One of the things I know I'm speaking for myself, but Dale's the same way, is how we can s- put wit into something very very quickly, just like s- mm-hmm. quick snap wit. You've got that too. That's yeah. what. That's why. I, i definitely like you a lot
3: it's yeah that's it's it's the rat tat.
2: it is and it's like on your feet your your personality is yeah. very on the feet i can ask a question it sucks when
3: you're all rat and no tat you know what i mean like yeah. you have to have it's both the, it's the worst yeah.
2: yeah dale got a tat
3: speaking of tat look at that mm, man <laughs> <Tat>. shapely
2: <laughs> it is
3: it's
0: good quad dude ever a...
3: watched that show uh uh pete and pete yeah, On Nickelodeon. When he would do little tattoo dances, you do that with the oh, yeah, muscle right there. Yeah. I make Von wink. What was yeah. that?
2: What was the tattoo name? Um,
3: oh, Lo, um, uh, Virginia. No, I don't want to. I don't know why the name Lorelei came to mind. It was some like uh, I don't know why doing this may, thought. I'd, well, that's
2: what he does. <laughs> he makes her dance. I'm trying, to, I'm
3: trying to like put myself back in the headspace. I guess I eat, your, know.
2: eat your shorts, isn't it?
3: No, you think was, of salute, your Bart, shorts. salute your yeah. shorts, yeah, eat your shorts, eat my shorts. Is Bart Simpson? Salute your shorts was another show on
0: Nickelodeon.
2: Camp on you hold you that one? Yep. Okay, that was one of my favorites. That was a good show. That was. There was, was
0: that. There was. Hey, dude. So you're 35, oh, oh, 35. So we're all in the same era of stuff. You're from this area? No, I've lived.
3: I lived in Houston once before, but I was born in Tucson, Arizona. And I grew up in Iowa, like small town Iowa.
2: What nice. small town was it?
3: Okay, well, I mean, I lived all over Iowa because we, like, moved a bunch. My dad was a cop in multiple cities. Um, we can talk about that, too. Uh, but f- uh, fifth grade through freshman year of high school, I lived in Madrid, not Madrid, Madrid, Iowa. Yeah, that's like one of my Population, like, less than 2,000 or something. That's one
2: of my favorite places. Yeah, it
3: was, like, Mayberry if, like, Mayberry had a meth problem. Oh, so, yeah. I love
0: meth. Yeah. Oh.
2: I love problems. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why you rock the mustache? Because your dad was a cop? No, I rock the mustache because it's the only place I can
3: grow decent facial hair.
0: So it is very decent. Yeah.
3: Otherwise, it's just like all neck beard with a serious lack of cheek beard. You know.
2: What's your thoughts on getting your face lasered?
3: My face lasered?
2: Yeah. So you don't ever grow facial hair.
3: That's a lot of work. To I don't know. (laughs) Think of the amount to, to stop a normal thing that.
2: Think of the amount of time you put into shaving your face. I don't I don't put enough time
3: into any grooming practice, maybe as much as I should. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm the target demo is
0: maybe the best yeah, way to put yeah, it.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm the target demo.
0: If you notice, I've started growing a mustache. Yeah. What do you think? It's a good start. Cigar? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. You're approved? Sure. Okay. Thanks. So I brought you on. Yeah, I give it a solid B <laughs> Oh, that's I yeah. like
2: that. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. You Got room for improvement.
0: Appreciate that. That's true. I Got room for improvement. <laughs>
2: um. So yeah, back to what we were talking about. Um. You're an interesting creature, Dale, and I have uh, coined you as the most interesting man in the world. That is not even kind of true. no. You're, so that's it is kind, of true. True. It's kind of true. the most interesting
0: man we've met this year. How about yeah. that? Fair. That's fair. But how much time you spend in the garage? Dude, we're out and about Alright you
2: know, we, we get out
0: We get out Well, I'm flattered
2: I mean, I've met some interesting ass people this year
0: I'm very social I meet a lot of people And you're uh, you're up there, dude Alright That's why we had you I like this conversation Yeah Makes no. me feel good no, Inside I, No, yeah We, uh I know we, We've we been wanting to get you on So I'm glad you, I'm glad you obliged Last
3: minute I did I was actually um, I was at Bucky's in Madisonville Yeah? Yeah, when you uh, <laughs> When you messaged me Driving back from a Magic the Gathering tournament in
0: Dallas this Man. weekend. We're gonna so, get that.
2: You know what? I think. I, I think. So, uh, yeah.
0: So. So Steven's also a professional Magic the Gathering. Okay. First off, no, I'm a terrible <laughs> Magic the Gathering player. But I just enjoy tr- playing.
2: But that's not true.
0: That's not true. You told us.
2: I, I. If you're gonna. If you're gonna be humble and you're gonna lie about yourself. No, it's
3: okay. First off, anybody who. I don't know. I'm, I can't call myself a good magic player because I'm not a good magic player. Is there
2: world rankings for magic players? Yeah.
0: What do I you?
3: Absolutely. Rank? I'm. I'm not even in the same zip code as people who would like rank on that. I just there's enjoy
2: what, playing. Fifty players worldwide. No, Where are you at? no. I'm so kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding.
0: How long have you been playing magic together? Uh, or MTG, you might so, call it.
3: Oh,
2: there you go.
0: Brevity. Yeah.
3: Um. <laughs> full circle. MTG like Marjorie
2: uh, Taylor Green.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh man. <laughs> That's rough.
1: I'm <laughs> um, just saying.
3: Rough. Yeah. I've been playing Magic since only since 2018, which is like, oh, but it's five years. That's a pretty long time. Dude, people who play this game have been playing for like decades. Yeah. Like, it is a very enfranchised um, player base. I feel like I need to explain kind of what the game is for people who are unfamiliar.
0: I could say most of our listeners probably don't know what Magic is. Yeah, they, okay. they probably know what it is. Because yeah. I've, like, I've seen it. i never played it.
3: So the appeal of the game. Um, is that like if uh, I just, I finally watched Queen's Gambit for the first time like okay. a week ago. Was it and good? I loved it. I okay. thought it was great. And, um, you know, the appeal of chess, right? Like you're playing chess because you're trying to outplay your opponent. Right. Right. But imagine instead of a chess board with the same pieces in the same positions, you are able to bring your own pieces that behave like according to the play style that you enjoy doing. Um, and it's not just that you can customize how your game pieces play the game. Um, there's it's a deck of cards, there's randomness to it. you have to you have to know how to play around what your opponent is playing. There's a lot of hidden information. so it's like chess and poker, but if you could customize the pieces that
0: you bring to the, it's not just a game based on luck which you draw, you bring your own. oh yeah, like th-
3: there's luck involved because if there was no luck, then it would just be chess because chess is just a game where everything is known all the time and you just have to be better at those same pieces than your opponent is. Be- than your opponent plays those pieces. So um, the fact that it's customizable, that there's hidden information and there's variance because the decks are shuffled and you're drawing randomly every turn, um, you have to factor all of those things in. It's resource management. It's all these different things. I think it was Popular Science said it's the most complex game that's ever existed because of the amount of variance that can... Um, so for whatever reason, I we started, I started playing in 2018 because it was like over Christmas break of 2017. Um, I was like, man, I I really feel like I need like a a good nerdy hobby game to like play with the boys, you know? And, uh, she reminded me, I was like, you know, right after we first got married, we tried like me and her tried learning how to play like magic gathering by like buying something at target and teaching ourselves how to play. That did not go well. That was just <laughs> is way too big brain to just learn at a kitchen You're table. But your wife, you, you, you mean your, about wife? your wife? Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Just making sure.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and, uh, and then we forgot about that. And then me and my wife got really into the Minecraft beta at the time. It was 2011. That's when I got married. And, uh, it just kind of fell by the way. So she reminded me of it, you know, in 2017. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll give that a shot again. And when I started playing it, the first time, like I won, I was like, "Oh, this
0: is this is kind of great." Was it was a rush.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was like, I realized I like, oh, I forgot part of the male DNA is that you like to be competitive, yeah, <laughs> and you like to kick somebody else's ass at something. Hell yeah. And uh, this is a way to do it without needing good knees. So I was like, yeah, you know, benefit. <laughs> and uh, I told my wife that as soon as I started playing, I was like, dude, if I could just, if I could get some like nerd rage dude to just like flip a table after a game after i beat him i'll stop playing because i wouldn't be able to ascend any higher that's all i want to have happen do you get
2: disqualified for doing that oh yeah you absolutely do
3: has that happened yet no dude you gotta step your game though
2: no i just yeah
3: it's like can you you... taunt somebody on the other side oh my okay so that (laughs) i love this so i love this (laughs) table talk is one of my favorite ancillary aspects of the game i bet Uh, you're good at that well, I could be a lot better at it, but I'm, you know, I, if you, if you've seen a lot of like world star videos, they're like Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, like mm-hmm. those things can like turn really? violent. Yeah. I always joke that Yu-Gi-Oh is the official card game of world star. Um, like Faisal just break out and, um, but I could be a lot better at it, but you know, there's now that I'm, I'm really, I don't ever like go to weekly game stores to play. I only try to play like the, the bigger tournaments, um, so I, there's like known quantities there and people like recognize you and you say, see the same people. So I'm not trying to be a, a dick. Um, but I, I had some friends when I was in Vegas is where I started playing, uh, one, a lot of, uh, not a lot of, a number of my friends who played magic were also professional poker players. Like that was their job. And, you know, there's a good overlap of skill set required and, um, but some of them were just so good at talking shit during the game. And some of my favorite stories of just really great ones where there was this one douchebag player, eh, I'm not a douchebag player, but he took the, he took himself a little too seriously. And a buddy of mine was playing him in like a tournament that like qualified you to go to a, a much bigger tournament. And my friend was just, he's just a jokester. He just likes having a good time. Yeah. Just talking shit and he's just like constantly you know just just egging him on during the entire game the other guy's just like too cool but like obviously it's getting under his skin yeah right after the game after my buddy won he got like you want to take this outside and without skipping a beat my buddy was like why so i can kick your ass and something else too oh i was like that was just that's my favorite (laughs) example and then another buddy of mine from vegas when he's playing he's just like stone face super quiet he's a very good player and he was just playing in some huge tournament with like I don't know maybe like a thousand players or something like that. And uh, his opponent was just not handling his loss gracefully. We'll say it's not the most socially adept group in the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's um, like, oh, if I would have just drawn this, I, yeah, I would have. I, I so would have be. I can't believe you got totally lucky. And you're know, friend not saying anything, and he just got it from the table right after the match. He said. That was the easiest game of magic I've ever played in my entire life, and he just walked away. I'm like, <laughs> I love that stuff because it exposes people who's like, who, their their whole identity They're is way- in this children's card game. It's a children's card game. Like, just yeah. be self aware. Like, be for real. Yeah, like we're playing a game about wizards and spells. It's a little silly to take it seriously. Yeah, I say that after this weekend having one of the most painful losses of my life, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm st- I'm dealing with it. <laughs> have we reached the capacity of, of talking about magic because
2: not yet i want to know about this last okay. weekend's tournament in oh. dallas Texas. hey so
0: so what's what's been the biggest change from just strictly being a like card game in person to doing meta games uh,
2: and like oh, like, oh, by the way, like competing Dale cuts me off a lot whenever i'm talking so well I'm just, at
0: least you're it, not passive aggressive about it
3: um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so i I got like the taste of what it was like to be competitive. And I started like playing bigger tournaments. And I remember it was like a few months into playing. I won my first store championship where it's like, Oh, I played people. There was like, you know, modest prize pool. And uh, I took my, I took my photo with the championship play mat afterwards and they posted on Facebook. I was like, this is awesome. I can be like, I can be the coolest like nerd in the card store. Right. And um, so now I just, I try to play the, just the bigger tournaments. I qualified for the regional championship in Atlanta in December. So I got that coming up, which is good. I'm currently trying to qualify for the next season's um, regional championship next year. So, which is in February. So you have to win, you have to win a tournament to win an invite to the regional championship, which is basically like the North American thing. And if you top 32 that you go to
0: worlds, I think. It's like poker; you got to win satellite. Exactly, to get to yeah. Them. It's all, it's all the same. Are there
2: certain countries that produce a lot of people who are winners?
3: This might surprise you. I Japan.
2: It doesn't surprise me. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, that surprised <laughs> me. Um,
3: I mean, I think the two biggest are probably Japan and America for sure. I mean, there's other, there's other, like obviously, there's plenty of other countries, but if you were to uh, find the corollary, it would. Uh, it would be there.
2: Could you imagine if the U.S. had the same education standards as Japan and China do?
3: I don't know anything about either country's education standards to answer that question in a meaningful way.
2: I was hoping that you did. And that I did not. This was like the about,
3: podcast version of I Plead the Fifth. I have nothing, <laughs> I have nothing of substance to contribute to that. But, oh, yeah, it would be crazy, right? It would be. <laughs> it would be. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> Too. that's, that's it that's all i was looking for yeah right, cool cool, cool. cool. We, we got there <laughs> that's all i was looking for was I sick answer. sick
0: so dallas dallas
2: what'd you place how many people would okay, you place well, okay. what was your
0: best card in your deck <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're we're asking the questions like none of that matters you're asking you're baiting me Let into it.
3: looking like in like just the most i don't know
2: Listen, we're not baiting you. You already caught. You're on the couch.
3: No, I'm on. I'm on the couch, but it's just like I'm trying my best to be self aware to to an audience. Is like who's fucking nerd?
0: We don't
2: care if people don't want to hear about it or not. That's fair.
3: Okay,
0: Um, show.
3: you're right.
2: Yeah, I want to hear about
3: it. All right, so it was a whole. The the main event was on Sunday. It was uh, it was a 10k tournament, and there were like 300 people like playing in that tournament. Which, as far as bigger tournaments, is like a little smaller. Um, But the rest of the weekend, there were a bunch of uh, other side tournaments. Uh, I did all right on Friday um, in some of the tournaments. And there was basically the tournament that qualifies you for the regional championship. They have um, like these very abbreviated versions of them. They're single elimination. You win five rounds and you're in. And um, I was playing one of those on Saturday and I was going into round four, uh, 0 6-0 Six zero meaning i hadn't dropped every round is a best of three i haven't dropped i didn't drop a game like in the previous three rounds i was like i'm the greatest magic player that's ever lived let's go <laughs> and i sit down around four opponent and then it, when you're at this you know in some place like this and at this point in a tournament like that everybody's competent like they're all yeah. good players and um had a very good round and at the end of the third game uh I made a mistake. That if I would not have made that mistake, I would have easily won. And the person that he queued in next to was like my easiest matchup as far as like what my deck does versus what their deck does. I would have won that match in my sleep. So it
0: cost. So me you would even. say you have a bigger deck than that guy? Yes. Okay. Phallic jokes. <laughs>
2: What size is your deck?
0: About sixty cards with a fifteen-card sideboard.
2: God.
3: God. that's average.
2: Okay, it's average.
3: Golly.
2: yeah. Not walking around with an eighty-card deck, man. Yeah. Any thoughts on gas station boner pills for that deck?
3: That was a fucking sentence. Right <laughs> that was a lot of I'm trying to. I'm trying to. That's a lot of syllables. Yeah, that's a lot. You said a lot of words right now. I'm waiting for the podcast where both of you just try the gas station boner pills and just sit and wait next, just to see what we'll, happens.
2: Next we'll week. We're yeah. doing it. All right, cool. We'll do it next week. This will be yeah. a
0: seg- segment sponsored by Good Ranchers. Yeah, yeah. sponsored by Good Ranchers and <laughs> gray sweatpants. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: So how'd you place? How did it go? Uh, I mean, that, that
3: tournament was single elimination. As soon as, I, as soon as I punted, which is a word in magic for where you snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory, is, I, I was done. Um, I played some other tournaments. The main event, I was, main event I started hot too. I was, I was 3-0 going into round four and it was, it was nine rounds before, nine rounds of Swiss before it cut to top eight. And, um, I think technically you could have been maybe X2 going into top eight and still possibly might've made it outside shot. But the fact that I was like 3-0 going into round four, I was like, oh man, I'm the greatest magic player that's ever lived until I was the worst. Um... (laughs) There's no in between. <laughs> and uh yeah, I was doing really good, but I was like, geez, nine rounds, it started at nine o'clock on a Sunday. If I would have played that out, I would have been home at like three, four in the morning, like driving back from Dallas. So once once my uh the possibility of me, you know, making top eight had had faded and my only incentive was to just keep playing to, you know, win some amount of cash, just I think it paid out to like top thirty two. I was like, yeah, I'd rather just get on the road. So, so, so I I I took my ball and I went home.
2: Yeah. yeah. So do you when you travel to these things, I mean, do you take your family or is this more no, like no?
3: It's it like yeah, that'd probably be boring. The, I went to the the, the yeah like because going up to Dallas, I was like, I'm not gonna like spend a bunch of money on like a a hotel I want to be at. I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend money on a hotel I can technically sleep in. So it was rough. What, can <laughs> you, can rough. you tell
2: us what the name of it was? No,
3: I think it's. It was something that looked like it had recently been acquired by a Motel Six, but had yet to be improved by said corporate oversight. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Was it rent by hour or rent by night?
3: Uh, at least it was an hourly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there was no coin operated, um, you know, Bed-Jug. bed vibration or that whatever. Yeah. I
2: would love to have one of those.
3: You know. I've seen the jokes about those all over pop culture, but I've yet to actually uh, see one in real life. Which maybe means I'm living my life right. So yeah. <laughs> they have them in Vegas. I lived in Vegas for a while. I'll find twice. Them. Never, oh. never saw one. Oh, oh. I guess. But if I live there, what am I doing in a hotel? Right. To I'm be fine. honest,
2: you're not going to find them on the strip. They're it's gonna true. Be, they're going to be way off, way off the strip. Well, Freemont, the Bunny Ranch. They're going to be like Fremont Street, maybe Henderson.
3: Mm. Are you just like saying names of places yeah. in Vegas? You know.
2: Well, I've been to Fremont Street. Yeah, and the Bunny Ranch. That's he, fair. He's been
3: all right. Bunny Ranch anyway, is nowhere near Vegas. It's a it's different not? county. Yeah, Clark County doesn't allow prostitution. You have to go outside of Clark County. Dang it! It's okay. in Henderson Nevada. Henderson note. is in is is in the valley. You have to uh, go outside the valley. I, I've
2: never been to the Buddy yeah. Ranch. I've seen the dang. Show, you had me fooled. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> crazy. He's the well, pervert. That. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm a prevert.
0: Mm, you'll get there one day. I know. Yeah. I'm just Waiting. So, what's your plans for the future of Magic the Gathering?
3: I don't know. At some point, um, I'm 35. I've yet to own a house. Maybe when I need a down payment, I'll sell all my cards because I have a ridiculous amount of money tied up in shiny cardboard right now. Yeah. An irresponsible amount. So, what would you you value it at? Probably 20K.
0: That's
3: not even that much for, like, enfranchised Magic players. Like, there was a buddy of mine. uh, I was in Vegas playing Magic a few weeks ago, and a uh, buddy of mine from before I lived in Houston, I was in Phoenix. He, he opened a card shop like about a year ago, actually. Um, I was going back and forth between Phoenix and Houston, a uh, good rancher. So the only like tournament I think that he held that I was actually going to be able to go play in, uh, I was traveling. So I was like, Oh, that's a bummer. So I saw him at Vegas and he told me, he's like, yeah, I sold the shop. I was like in less than a year, that's crazy. And um, so I was just kind of like, hanging out with him for some of the weekend and just watching him I think he had I'm not going to say how much money I think he had in his uh, backpack but it was a re- like if if you're going to mug somebody go to like the magic cons like yeah. like the, the places where they're playing that these people are walking around with insane money just in backpacks like in they their Jan sport like <laughs> half a million dollars yeah just any, zipped up any
2: con i i believe would be uh, yeah
3: any place that attracts collectible yeah, shoes, enthusiasts right yeah. yeah
2: i bet but here's the thing i think
3: like like a sneaker con or something like that that i feel like they would be awa- like people would be aware yeah. of that i think like trading cards is probably Sneaky. like a sleeper yeah yeah yeah, yeah it would, it's like every time i was like man i could rob i could rob these people cuz i could outrun so many of these guys you could take them I mean, I wouldn't have to. I could just, like, like jog at a brisk pace and they would never catch me.
2: <laughs> or you could pull out one of those cards and cast a spell on them.
0: Dude, uh, dude exactly. the... Exactly. Uh, yeah, the reverse card. Yeah. Like Uno? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, like the loser card?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: These are all words. What's your most expensive card? My most expensive card?
2: We yeah. talked about this.
3: Oh, yeah. It's uh, probably it's either my 7th edition foil lord of atlantis or Ooh. my judge promo uh, force of will.
2: That's those two of my favorite yeah, cards.
3: Yeah, I highly recommend everybody um, get those in your portfolio asap.
2: How much would you be willing to sell each one of those for?
3: 500 bucks each, and I mean,
0: I have a play set of them which is like four copies of each, so. Okay. You know, it's like sneakers. You got to have one you, you wear, one you Keep back like you have one. You just or oh, like, like in sneakers. Usually, you want one for your right foot and one for your left foot. So. No, but you know what I am saying. You want to, I guess. You want a dead stock. I don't. One. know I
3: wear, yeah. If, if you cl- if that is that what people do when they collect them? They just have, they get two pairs. They wear one. They oh. yeah. There you go. It's just I like cars. Card people do that with
2: cars. Is that what, okay? Yeah.
3: Uh, see, I just I have one set that I use of these collectibles, and I just use them. So, okay. If you say so, Perfect. I do say so. Okay,
0: cool. We say so. Got it. Yes, That's in the people, and that's what this is for. It's for the people. <laughs> it's for the people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that was good on the Magic of the Gathering. Okay, good. I was like, I feel uh, like you were getting comfortable. In there? No, what? no, yeah.
3: Dude, you, you were ready to. I'm always ready. That's the thing, but I know how ridiculous <laughs> it is. So
2: <laughs> you know what?
3: I love that it's ridiculous. Though. Good. All right, great. I love
2: that. So, what's your thoughts on maybe possibly running for president one day?
3: Ugh.
0: <laughs> No way. Yeah, wouldn't, never. You wouldn't do it. Would never. Do, would never do it. Not even the Any, president of your Magic the Gathering club.
3: Ew. No.
0: That'd be worse. No. It's like I
3: want. Yeah. It's not. It like I said. It's not. It's not the most prestigious group to be affiliated with socially. So.
2: Do you like when you go to these places? I, I said we we're gonna get off Magic the Gathering, and I lied. Because uh, like, yeah, I maybe you need be... to chill
3: out of Magic the Gathering. Okay. Yes. I think people have heard enough.
2: Do you? <laughs> Do you ever like when you go to these places do you have like sponsors and stuff? I mean some people do
3: like like people who are really good they have like teams and they're sponsored and um but I don't like the thing is is like people who play this game to like be a professional or like play it at the highest level they're like constantly changing what they're going to play. It's like, "Oh, I think this will be the best deck to take into this tournament because of all blah 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 blah." blah. I play the same thing every time just cuz I like playing it like um, so I'm, I know that I'm never going to be at that level, but I don't really care enough to be at that level. Cause, um, I don't know. My, my identity is not in a children's card game. I yeah. like playing it. If I can, if I can do good competitively, awesome, but I'm not going to make it my whole deal. Yeah.
2: Can you make a living doing it?
3: I think some people do. I think it's really hard to. Like it it feels like tough. a grind. Like you would not only would you have to constantly be doing really well in like the bigger tournaments, um, but you, you have to be streaming all the time. Oh, oh Twitch! That's yeah. like adult films. Do you do Twitch? I did. So I have a. I, I think I, I actually a week ago I I streamed on Twitch for like the first time because I was like, all right, I gotta get ready for Atlanta. Might as well like stream on Twitch. Could be could be fun. Um, so I've done it exactly once. And it was like meh. It was fine. But I think I had like maybe two viewers at, at one time. Oh, nice. So you know, hitting them numbers. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, you're not you're not twitching to get back.
3: Oh, you see what we wow. did there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Call that low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's funny is my, uh, my my son got really into um, streaming and uh, I thought you were
2: gonna say baseball. Oh. played baseball
3: and he was like five. How um, old is he? He's 11 now. My oldest is 11 and my uh, youngest is eight. Two boys. Okay. Um, yeah, he got really into streaming and he... Uh, he And the cool thing was is he was streaming like Sega Genesis. Like he was streaming Sonic 1, Sonic 2 like on the Sega Genesis and obviously he would like play Fortnite and uh, my kids are really good at video games. Yeah? I remember the first time I lost to my son at Halo I had an identity crisis. Really? <laughs> I was like, bro, you're eight. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting my ass kicked over here on Halo 2. It felt real bad. But I was like, hey, you know, that's
0: fine. I guess I'll be happy for you. My son still does not beat me in Madden or baseball games. Yeah. Like video games yeah. or the actual? Okay. I mean, real life either. Yeah. But- I could take him. He plays a video baseball game. They're awesome. My is child,
2: it my child plays it all the time?
3: That's all he does. The only the only one I've ever played was like Wii Sports. Oh, that was fire! Yeah, you start sweating. You do that. You know, know what?
2: That. Wii is one of the most underrated consoles of all time.
3: I bought one for the marketing office at of Good Ranchers.
2: I mean, it's it's a great. It's a good workout. Um, it's got it all. I'm legitimately probably the best Wii bowler there ever was.
0: He's a lefty too. Is that the secret sauce? Being yeah.
2: left-handed, uh, I don't know, but it so works.
0: Might,
3: yeah, might, might
0: very well be. Do you have any fun traditions at uh, Good Ranchers in the office? Oh my gosh! I
3: mean, in my department, I, I, I love doing stuff like that. Like, um, if it was, I started this one thing a while ago. It's just called Marketing Monday. It's okay. so like when I came in, like I was hired um, in a creative capacity, but my experience with an agency, and I think just because I'm a pretty good generalist. I think I, I thank my ADHD pattern recognition for that. Um, I had to do a lot of like marketing oriented things, and one of the things I had to implement was um, how do we actually create a process around you know creating editorial calendar, like a marketing communications calendar. And um, when it was it's a, it was a constant need, so I was like, okay, we need to just make this part of a routine, like a, like a ritual around it. And so I instituted marketing Mondays. So marketing Mondays is like. It's like hell or high water. It's always it's always happening, and um, it's uh, in its current form. You know, we have it's it's an all day thing, and now what we do is we bring somebody from the customer experience team, and we cycle people in who are actually dealing with the customers to be a part of it, um, and then we have a part where we bring like operations and logistics in, and we talk about different things. And if it was up to me, I would do it. At the level, like at the production value level, like a Willy Wonka factory tour, but you know, maybe someday. I just like, I I love the ceremony. I love a good theme.
2: (laughs) Have you ever been in the Willy Wonka factory?
3: Is there a Willy Wonka factory? I mean, Uh, Willy
2: Wonka is is a legitimate candy maker. maker.
3: Guess that's true. I don't know.
2: We need to find out. They got a new
0: Wonka movie coming out.
2: Probably
3: do. Probably do. uh, I'm, I'm saying, like, it's factory, but I wonder if those movies are just like, Um, where's all the slave chocolate from? Is it the Ivory Coast? Is that where it's from? I think it is, right? Slave chocolate? I mean, you know how the whole, like, the whole fair trade thing? It's like, hey, like, there's a lot of really shitty, like, practices about, um, you know, with coffee and, and chocolate and got, with, like, what, battery production, cobalt, like, all these, like, eight year old African kids are mining all the cobalt or whatever. Mm Um, I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if, like, the, uh, emphasis on oompa loompas is ever gonna like bite them in the ass yeah. and like what's your supply chain look like wonka it's like oh this is this is a lot more based in reality
0: than maybe this, they would have yeah. realized there's always a kernel of truth probably what's your uh what's been your favorite marketing that you've brought to good ranchers like marketing uh idea thought or campaign And we'll talk about the current one after that. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that.
3: Jeez, um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is one of those things where I really wish I had an answer prepared because there's very obvious ones out there that I know of, and I'm just I'm just straight drawn blanks right now
2: because they probably weren't that good.
3: Yeah. It, well, I was trying to say it earlier, and you guys were like saying no. <laughs> um, just kidding. Yeah. Uh
2: I. Psh, what about the Lucky Charms one?
3: Lucky Charms. Oh, the the thing that went viral that had nothing to do with me. That was just all Michael writing a blog. Yeah, yeah. He found some crazy thing and he just wrote a blog. I was like, great, ship it. Um, I I I did really like the thing that we just made that you were alluding to. Honestly, like, let's um, get into that. Let's get let's let's get go into ahead. and okay, uncover so, it. Okay, so,
0: so this is uh we're in.
3: Let me, let me give the context. Okay. so one like just one day I get a I get a random hair up my ass. I was like, ooh, I have an idea. Um, and there's like a, there's an inside joke in the marketing department that I, it's like, Oh, Steve, like Steve has an idea because I have what I call the idea face, which basically just looks like the YouTube thumbnail face, like randomly we'll be in a room and I'll just go (laughs) and I don't do it intentionally. That's actually how I'm feeling on the inside. I'm that excited about the idea I just had. Okay. And, um, uh, so I had an idea. I was like, "Oh, hold on! I, have that. I think I have an idea for like a commercial." So I just I storyboarded it real quick because it didn't like it wasn't even worthy of a script. It had barely any dialogue. And um, so the premise of the ad was: it is the interior of a house. Doorbell rings. It's implied that it's Halloween because a woman grabs a bowl of candy off of the counter to go answer the door. Opens the door, much to her chagrin, she finds chagrin. a box on her on her stoop um uh that looks very reminiscent of butcher box um the current like industry top dog of the meat subscription uh world and um but it's obviously not butcher box because this box says boo box that, yeah. two o's I never it's thought that. I didn't got the correlation yeah, i don't i don't understand how they could have possibly inferred that either um and uh, as soon as she sees it, she's obviously horrified. Yep. Yeah. Um. And so she just, like, freaks out for a little bit, then snaps out of it, realizes, like, hmm, oh, something's awry here. And then it, the, the box itself is, it's the cardboard box equivalent of, like, the bedsheet ghost Halloween costume. Yep. right. Where the flaps of the box were, like, kind of splayed out, and there's two little eye holes cut <laughs> into it. And She just lifts it off, and it's like, oh, it's a Good Rancher's box, and she takes it inside, and... There's children cheering and it's just ridiculous.
0: It's like American meat, amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, um, that
3: would be scary. Yeah. So what's transpired? So let's, let's transpire since so, so we posted that, um, you know, a little, like just like a little like micro campaign called Trick or Meat. You know, haha, <laughs> wordplay, and um, <laughs> and apparently ButcherBox didn't like that too much, and we got a cease and desist letter. Um, to take it down because I guess we were damaging the the goodwill they have built up over the years. I don't know. But what I did do is I took the cease and desist letter and I blew it up to three three feet by four feet and I hung it on the marketing office wall. I'm very proud of that. Um,
2: that means you've made it. Yeah,
3: exactly. So um, I want to, like, keep poking the bear because yeah. that's fun for me. Um I, I guess they they were like oh you're implying that all of our meat is imported which is patently false it's like okay so what like 95% of your meat is imported I don't yeah. know like I'm, I'm, am I getting sued for libel if I say that I'm not sure but the whole the whole beef <laughs> with butcher box that's good um <laughs> see what you did there. was that like their original kickstarter like where where they all started was they were like committing, it's like oh they literally used um, they said american meat on their kickstarter and um it's not so much anymore it's coming from australia new zealand right down it's coming from a penal colony that's all i know um so i don't know they they didn't like it too much
0: but it's hilarious i
3: loved it so i don't
0: know if we're gonna take it down i don't think we will no i don't think so what was the vibe around the office when you got the letter in but i'm sure it was a good laugh well, for everybody I, huh? I
3: was on my way to dallas actually when i when i heard the news but no it was uh it was uh the morale was high yeah. <laughs> and the best the best part was is there were typos in the letter too oh really yeah I, I wanted i wanted to just make the letter its own ad and run that like i want to make a censored version of the ad they told us to take down and just bring more attention to it and but we'll see We'll see what I'm allowed to get away with.
2: Can you post uh, the cease and desist tomorrow on Instagram?
3: If if I can, I will. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll make sure to blur out the names of yeah. whoever's involved absolutely. so that I don't dox anybody.
2: Yeah, but, absolutely. That means, uh, yeah, it means y'all are doing something. And a cease and desist just means, hey, anybody can, like,
3: anybody can write a cease and desist. Like that's just like,
2: can you stop it, please? I don't like it. I, a lot of the people you talk to talk like that. They talk
0: weird. Yeah, it's weird. It makes your mustache it's crazy. Weird. Yeah, it
2: does. It's like
0: Yeah. I'm just going to do some mustache ASMR right now. Dude, that's very relaxing. Yeah, I just feel mm,
2: tingly. <laughs> what are your thoughts on ASMR? It's weird.
3: Although I'm not going to lie, I was I was um I was scrolling TikTok yesterday and then like this weird ASMR video came on. I was like, Ugh, "Oh, is that what that is that the whole point of that? It's like it was weird. It, like for the first Century, time. Yeah. yeah, it it I don't know, it gave me the tinglys, and I was like, "Oh, is this like the whole hype behind this? This is weird."
2: Make sure you relax. Like
3: in the plums? Or stomach- No, no. It was it was it was it was pretty far north of the plums, luckily. <laughs> Thank God. Um but uh in the plums. <laughs> I'm saving that one. Okay. That's good. Um next time next time I just have a hunch. I'm just gonna like, feel it in my plums. <laughs>
2: yeah. Feel it in my plums, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or your grundle.
3: Yeah. Ooh, grundle's good too, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. The vocabulary is just next level right now. I'm 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 so edified. Well it's scientific. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: You've said much big words that I don't even know have the meaning to so. it's fair. <laughs> we're all learning together a simple man dude Yeah
2: Simple man There was a song that was uh, made after him
0: Are you a big Leonard Skinner fan? Being from Iowa? Yeah
2: I mean like
3: I like Leonard Skinner Like give me three steps I'm not gonna say Sweet Home Alabama cause oh, Curtis like Lowe's my favorite say. still by them Okay well um, yeah, I mean sure But the song What are we talking about? Which one? I don't know You said there was a song I didn't bring it up
2: I just went ADD
0: I don't know. Simple man. He said, "Simple man." Oh, okay.
2: But it, that was Leonard Skinner. Yes. Oh hell, I thought it was like somebody recent. Didn't somebody Shine else? Down, sing Shine down. Shine down. Redid it. Shine down.
0: What's your favorite music too? To? Gotta catch me in the right mood.
3: I, I, how about this? I
2: bet I'll it's, give you. That's hip hop.
3: No, I'll give you my Mount Rushmore. My 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 uh, Mount Rushmore of songs. Okay, my top four, but not not in a particular order. I said that I got to make sure that I can remember them after I've already committed to it. Okay. Probably, I never loved a man the way I loved you by Aretha Franklin. Uh, Family business by Kanye West. Oh, I love that song. Copper Line by James Taylor, and um, Semi Charmed Life by
0: Third Eye Blind that is my all time it's very forward. very collective you're a very collective person though so that makes sense i i
3: list like it's kind of a cliche to be like oh but i like everything um i i think that i do uh i hate like i love everything but i hate like with a passion that burns with the fire of a thousand suns country music modern contemporary oh, country love, music i love bro country i would be oh my gosh but that makes that makes makes sense though, me, right? wa- me want to swallow a gun like <laughs> it's
2: <laughs> god
3: it's yeah and but the thing is is like i really i really i like bluegrass a lot i like Appalachian music i like i like classic country like dolly parton loretta lynn all about it willie nelson love it oliver anthony
0: who oliver anthony
3: The new dude, the the West Virginia guy. He's going to be your
2: Appalachian music guy. Yeah, he's. Okay, cool. No, Richmond, north of Richmond.
3: I think, I think like the only contemporary, like, you know, like probably like Billy Strings, I think is probably one of the more popular ones. Oh, man. He's great. Yeah, he's great. I love that guy. Um, but I'm not like super fluent in that side of the world. I like. Yeah. I think a lot of people just got introduced to that from the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which I think is probably in my Mount Rushmore movies. As really? well.
0: Like, oh man, Oh Brother Where Art Thou is one of the greatest movies. I never seen. So what's good. your? A good movie. What's your Mount Rushmore movies then? Oh, this one's hard. Um, Mine's got Bloodsport in it for sure. Not bad. Um, let's see.
3: Course, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe old brother is not in it, but I think, um, <laughs> Wayne's World great movie, um, Gladiator. I love the prestige, and I f- let's see what golly, I feel like I'm I'm just trying to get a good summation of like movies I like, but
2: Dumb and Dumber it's not up there. I
3: do, I. It's it's it is up there for sure, but I wouldn't say it's Mount Rushmore. What's eating Gilbert Grape? That's a great movie. I love that movie. That movie movie. made me cry, (laughs) like ugly cry. (laughs) Holy (laughs) cow! That's
2: what made me fall in love with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Man, I love Leonardo. He's been in so
3: many good movies. Holy cow! He's just so good. I want to be one
2: of his twenty-year-old girlfriends.
3: (laughs) You know, anything's possible. Exactly, I believe. I believe. You got to believe. You got to. Um, I don't know. It's probably last one's probably I really 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 like I want to say that this is up there but I feel like it's too new I feel like there's like a statute of limitations you have to kind of put on newer movies before they're like oh all time mm-hmm. yeah I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that's a great movie I absolutely
2: love that I movie. love
0: anything Tarantino man but that's a great movie yeah and dude the, the scene at the end where
2: Oh, I haven't watched it it's so good
0: great movie it's so good um, I love Brad Pitt too he's incredible
3: yeah, I think that it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, because I went through the cringy high schooler phase where I was like, oh, Tarantino's a god. That man could do. You know, it's like you had
2: the posters, a hundred percent.
3: I had the posters. <laughs> I had the oversized posters in my bedroom. I had a giant ass Kill Bill poster and a giant Reservoir Dogs poster because that's what all you know, cool, edgy, sixteen-year-olds had in their bedroom. Yeah, but, like. They're. Fan- he makes a good flick. He what does. can I say? Like, they
0: The Kill Bill movies are some of my
3: favorites. I love God, good. Kill Bill. Honestly, Kill Bill might even beat Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But yeah. Anyway,
0: we were talking about something. I don't remember what it
2: was. No, you're you're still on it. Your favorite movies of all time.
0: Yeah. Are you into sports? You look like a big sports mm. guy.
2: No,
3: really. (laughs) Do you know who is in sports? My oldest son. Yeah? Up until yesterday, he was the first place in the Good Rancher's office fantasy football league. Yeah? Yeah. uh, He, for whatever reason, a couple years ago, he just got super into football. I think he was watching, I think it's because we were at my in-laws for Christmas, and he was watching football with my father-in-law, and it just, like, really got him into it. And like his old man when he gets into something, he gets obsessive. Cause Hyper-focused. He, I, I, he got a touch of the tism from his father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, which, you know. Have y'all it, found his dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing some podcast. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, I was joking with somebody the other day. I was like, you know, uh, autism is, is hereditary. And I know it's like, a, it's, it almost feels like a fad now. It's like, oh, everybody's got it. But I think it's just people realize it's like, Everybody's had it, and nobody just realized they had it. It's like, oh yeah, that weird neighbor you had with the really in-depth Russian nesting doll
2: collection—that's
3: <laughs> not just like a normal thing that happens, right? That's you got to be wired a certain way. you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Same with ADD and ADHD though, if yeah. you think about it, the rate of rate of kids in the United States who have ADD versus the European countries is is we're significantly higher, and I think it's for overdiagnosis. May,
3: I wouldn't. I would not disagree with that. Um, I, I have, I guess I have a bunch of very unique perspectives on things because my entire life kind of growing up, I had internalized this idea that, you know, oh, that's not a real thing. Just pay attention all these different things, not knowing I went undiagnosed for so long and my life was miserable because of it. And so it's like, I, I, I would, I would still agree with you as somebody who went undiagnosed as long as I had. I, I still think we probably overdiagnose it because oh, yeah. cause Adderall, let's be honest, it's a cheat code to life. And Dude. anybody with Adderall is just a better there's a reason the movie Limitless <laughs> yeah. got made. Adderall like, is Yeah. Meth, I've never tried it. Yeah, meth is great. Like it's yeah. basically just, you know, meth junior and um you
0: you uh
2: Adderall's just meth with a marketing plan. hundred percent. I've yeah. never
3: done
0: Adderall. I need to try it. I heard it's awesome. I yeah, have, it it is it, it is pretty great. I have um, some. We okay. need it exactly because <laughs> we've been overdiagnosing <laughs> here. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Anyway, so that, so it's like a fad, right? But and um, realizing that a lot of it's like hereditary, and um, realizing that two of my sisters are diagnosed, and my nephews, with, I, th- I think diagnosed my nep- with ADD. No, with autism. Oh, okay. So also, you, oh, you're
2: you're being got, serious. You really you 100% are diagnosed. Yeah,
3: well, I, I'm not diagnosed because I, w- I went to my psychiatrist, I was like, how do I get, like, I just wanted to, I want to know for sure. She's like, oh, well, like think the process, like, be like two days. I was like, well, yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to do <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I like, it. I, I know that.
3: enough because the thing is, it's like, it's, I'm not, there's a reason they call it the spectrum, right? Like, I'm in the sweet spot of the spectrum. I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I don't know how I got the amount. Of autism i got i got the perfect amount it's like just a dash like yeah. it gives me gives me the edge yeah. maybe you know maybe i come off as a goober in some conversations or i fixate on some things and talk about magic for too long but man it's uh it's pretty great with uh with, with just with just like the touch so i said the touch of the tism that i got it's it, yeah. it's just good edge yeah um but yeah that's you know i'm on i'm on the shallow end of the pool
0: Speaking has of- but I'm in the pool. Speaking of tisms, what are your thoughts on nepotism in y'all's workplace? Nepoti- ne- nepotism's dope. I hired <laughs> my younger sister. <laughs> uh, Aaron, yeah? Yeah, I hired my younger sister. Um, We're a fan of hers, too. Yeah, she's fantastic.
3: She I've is. never met a... She's 20... She's so young. She's 23, and she's, she's just... that young? She is 23 years old. She is 12-year difference between me and her. She's got to put together, though. She, well, she was... Ra- like, we joked that she was just raised in a house of adults. Like, she was... Okay. She was just, like... Yeah. The... Her the closest sibling to her was two thousand, so eleven years older than her.
0: Oh wow! Yeah,
3: and uh, so it was like she was just raised in a house full of adults.
2: How many brothers and sisters? I have
3: three cre- sisters, zero brothers. Okay, so, I have so a, there's I have a four sister, of you. Yeah, I have, a, I have a sister that's four years older than me. I have a sister that's eighteen months younger than me, and then Aaron.
2: What is your uh, who's who's your parents' favorite child?
3: Oh, I I think all of us would say Aaron. Yeah. like yeah okay. even the siblings we'd be like we we were all she was, the joke is that she's the best of us like a hundred percent like we were all the beta tests okay you know i was like okay cool older sister all right wait well what if we swap genders nope not a good idea let's go back to girl all right let's work out some kinks boom we're ready in. to go to market <laughs> and um yeah no, so nepotism uh that was a good transition by the way that was really good yeah i'm it's now catching up with me yeah. um is uh I was interviewing people for the social media position. I just I just wasn't finding the right fit. And I went to uh I had just gotten off the inter gotten off an interview with some, like a very like very robust and capable individual who, you know, I think very obviously had aspirations, you know, for a CMO or just, you know, to be like a high level kind of person. It's like that's great and I'm sure that somebody like that could provide some amount of value, but we need somebody who's in it who can actually operate and do the damn thing like who's fluent in it who gets it and i was i went after the interview i went to the office i went to the other room told jermaine it's like how'd it go i was like eh i don't think it's gonna work you know for xyz reason it's like yeah man we really just need to find you like 10 years ago and i was like yeah that'd be nice did you have faith no, not yet. An hour later, I'm eating my patty <laughs> melt from Whataburger at my desk. And then I had the face. I was like, wait a minute. Aaron's me 12 years ago. And um, she sent, when she sent her resume over, um, I was so proud. She sent her resume over and the email subject... Uh, the email subject was you love the original, now get ready for the remix. Oh, and I'm love like, it. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever read. <laughs> that was so funny. Y'all are a different breed, man. I yeah, really... it's like we got there was um it was we joked that like at a family gathering we don't like we just we're just shooting references. Like yeah. that's our like the Gillette love languages references. And um I I thank my father for that one. He uh, really I don't know. He set he set the bar high as far as like pop culture and um, just kind of being quick is definitely Mike Gillette there. Who he's a character. I don't even know if you guys even know anything about him. No. Yeah. Okay. Former yeah. cop or still a y- cop? Wait, wasn't he?
2: Was he? He was. A, he was an in indie Indianapolis. No,
0: no, no. He wasn't. Though.
2: No. Who's. Who's, did, who did we meet that
0: they're... Michael McCorder's, McCorder's dad was there. Oh, that's the first, right. The first oh. He, party, hey, he, he was a party, man. He was a party. He's a trip. <laughs> Joe Mack. Yeah, he he's, was he's he's awesome. He was awesome. That's some tall guys. Oh, dude, their whole family. <laughs> like Vikings, all of
3: them. Um, all right, yeah. so your dad. So, yeah, my dad. Um, My whole life, like my early childhood, I, I grew up in a cop household. And... um. My dad was, you know, crazy rough childhood, like crazy, insane, um, traumatic childhood. And he tried to kill himself when he was like 18 years old and he survived and he had this like, um, awakening epiphany, Jesus moment or whatever. And he like enlisted in the army and then he just started annihilating all these like, um, physical fitness records and, He's like, ah, he was like eighty second airborne, all this kind of stuff. Uh until he fell off a bridge in a repelling accident. Yeah, he was using somebody's gear Sheesh. that he was like, Oh, I left my son, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you can just use mine, it's fine. And he just like fell, like broke like infinite bones in his body. He was God. the doc- the doctor was like, You might you might walk again, you'll definitely never run again. Um and it like shattered his universe and he um, he eventually got to the point where he ran a marathon on a dare afterwards. And then he's like going to become a cop because, you know, he, I had grown up with this very skewed view of the reality of law enforcement that every person in law enforcement was, was like my dad, was genuinely trying to like help. do the right thing, help yeah. the community. And it took me a long time to realize it's like, oh, that's not the case. That's like... Um, he got, he, he, the, the politics of law enforcement got, got to him multiple times over and he was kind of like pushed out of places because he was actually, he was trying too hard or he was just trying, you know, being really extra. And, um, eventually he got out of law enforcement and, he, he he authored United's post nine eleven like security. He did all this stuff for like Disney's like he worked with Homeland Security and all these different things. That's why we moved to Vegas when I was a teenager. Um, and then in two thousand eight he just decided I'm gonna become a performing strongman. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. At, in his fifties, um, or like when he's about to turn fifty. And he's been in Ripley's, I think he got in Guinness at one point. He's a... Yeah, he's he is a paragon of uh strength and physical fitness, so obviously it's genetic. Um trickle down. Yeah. But I definitely can tell you that the uh the the uh, fixation uh propensity to just like really be all in on something, and then it's like, "Ooh, what's this over here?" I'm now going to learn and do and become yeah. the best yeah. at whatever. Hundred percent came by that honestly. Um,
0: We had a world strongman on the podcast while well back from this area. Actually, he's traveled around with all the guys doing the the power team dudes. No, no, he he did that after the fact, but he was actually on the world strongman. Like he he was with the mountain and. Magnus Magnusson, and all them guys like he was. Oh,
3: like the ones who are actually strong, like <laughs> yeah, the ones, yeah. yeah, the ones that are they're not like a show muscles. No, 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 do, 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 doing yeah. the yeah, doing the lifting giant yes. boulders Atlas and everything. Yeah. Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the real strong. Okay, cool, yep, cool, yeah, those guys are crazy, Dude. man. That's
0: big fella. Yeah,
3: I, I I don't get it. I'm glad that they like it. It's great.
2: <laughs> That's all you got to do in Norway. You know, That's true.
3: There's that much to do. It's either that or become like a black metal band. Right. Like
2: I love metal bands.
3: Okay. Let's that, talk about that for a while.
2: That was a lie. I don't he listen. It. I was like I was
3: like, I can fixate on
0: this for as long as you I'm want in, I'm into the metal scene. What is the metal scene in League in City, Texas? No, not here. You he, he went
2: in, to a seven dust concert, comes back. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, dude, seven I'm a, dust. no,
0: I'm I've been into death metal. I I've seen Meshuggah I've seen the I've seen a bunch of bands like that. Mm-hmm. Uh the Let's think uh, especially the mainstream ones I really was a big fan of. The triviums, the uh, kill, switch, engage, those kind of guys. Lamb oh, of God. Slipknot, is that one? I like Slipknot a lot. get yeah, yeah it's they're like, more like uh We
3: we're, we're starting to debate like state lines of like metal subgenres and
1: yeah, stuff they're, like they're that. Yeah, they're they're
3: more uh like that industrial, what is that? Yeah, and like
0: it's more industrial metal kind yeah. of um I mean
3: industrial metal is like what? That's like Romstein. I just whatever. seen. I just seen
0: Static X. They're. I mean, they're a big part of that world.
3: Yeah, a lot of those. I also kind of qualifies butt rock. Butt rock a little bit. Yeah, it's like butt rock adjacent. But butt rock is like Creed. Oh, that's Creed. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
2: I always have butt rock after Chipotle. Yeah, butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. After Chipotle, did Yeah. Chipotle, you, really? You give me eight hours. Yeah. Damn. But do you get do you get do you get the tum Rums after Taco Bell too? So I don't.
3: Yeah.
0: Really? Man. A little bit. Y'all soft. So you don't don't listen to podcasts? Except for your magic?
3: I just, I don't listen. I mean, I I really, really just listen to a lot of music. That's like if I'm doing anything, I'm just listening to music. Like, I'll get on weird jags of, ah, time to explore this, time to explore the sludge metal genre. Or, hey, I'm going to get really into grindcore for a while. Hey, let's, now I'm going to transition to bluegrass. Mm, Let's get into, like... Early glam rock. I'm gonna listen to Sweet for like a week, or I just get really, really into it. You're on a mission. Yeah, I'm just autistic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's Tism. all it is.
3: Autism. <laughs> I'll just, I will fixate hard.
2: Are you gonna listen to this episode? 100. I'm gonna listen. Like, did the, you
0: listen list to the Jermaine and Ben one? Yeah. Okay. What's your thoughts?
2: It's Jermaine and Ben. Like, I know, I've known know, them for a know, long time. Yeah. Like,
3: like, yep. <laughs> yeah as expected they yeah. were on brand i'll They're say on, that yes very on brand there you
0: go
2: i love that yeah
0: you know, the funniest thing about it whenever we sat down with ben and jermaine ben's like all right what are we talking about i'm like Dude, we don't script anything like he's like there's not like a beginning middle end we're gonna get through i'm like no
3: there's no hero's journey
0: he's like <laughs> yeah yeah you know he's like all right well fuck it i mean it's one of those things yeah. where you just he wasn't used to it he used to have going to some professional podcast i, I don't know
3: I here's the 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 reason why I'm so hesitant about like just really, um, you know, just nerding out about stuff is because I love to I would sit here for four hours and just (laughs) talk about whatever. But I'm realizing that like normal people don't respond to that very well, and uh, I'm a verbal processor already, so I already ramble way too much when I talk, and I'm trying to bed that down. Like I'm I'm actively working on that, so. I'm just trying to be aware, yeah, and I'm doing a really shitty job. No, you're doing great job. No, I'm just saying in my life. Oh, so I'm trying to be extra on point because this is like recorded evidence.
0: Hey, so one thing we do on the podcast is we always ask about uh, our guests who their celebrity doppelganger is. Andy Lawrence of the Lawrence Brothers.
2: That was quick. You're number one on the quickness.
0: Yep, you're the Yeah, you're, you're the fastest we've had. Yep, but I do have a picture. I'm going to put you into my app that we use. Okay. Just because it gets pretty interesting. Oh, okay. So I wasn't supposed to answer.
3: No, I you were. Kidding. No, oh, you okay, were. Cool. We no. always ask, like, yeah.
0: "Who do you be told that?" You know, and has then, anybody told you you
3: look like? Yes.
2: Like, like yep. Who? Andy Lawrence. I don't even know who. Andy Brother,
3: Lawrence. the show "Brotherly Love," the sitcom "Brotherly Love" from there. It is. Yep. They have a podcast now, actually. I believe I listen to it all the time. I guess that's I'm not true.
2: Kidding. That's not true. I was waiting for him that's to catch not it. It's like
0: asshole. No. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, you're, y'all sponsor us, dude. This is true. Yeah. yeah. I listen to make sure the ad reads are on point. Yeah. just kidding. Um, all right. So you were a... Uh, this is funny.
2: Hey, we figure if we keep getting on people from Good Ranchers, they won't fire us.
3: Yeah, it's pretty. Solid strategy, honestly. Yeah. It's big brain. It's like,
2: <laughs> I don't see all those big names asking Good Ranchers Exactly. Yeah, where are they at? Yeah. yeah. Nowhere. Exactly.
0: All right. So uh, one of them came up, Paul Giamatti. I see really? I've
2: got a little bit of. I could see a little bit of yeah, that Yeah, That's just because I look like
3: I'm kind of strung out Like <laughs> That's just the strange. bed head. It's just picking up the Oh he's
0: unkempt in his appearance He must be Paul Giamatti You know but I, I took a picture I used a picture from Milan line With You know it's funny Jeff Bezos came up <laughs> right, This is, this
2: is, doesn't even make sense <laughs> Completely disagree Although Jeff
0: Bezos Kind of looks like my dad Really?
3: Yeah a little bit actually Let me see There we go Hold on <laughs> Let me see if I can pull that
0: up all right, we're gonna pull do out this, Jamie. We're gonna. Yep, Magnus ain't here. Usually, he would do that for us. Hold okay, do moment. me a favor. Since you got a hat on, okay. So, All right.
2: Here we go. I love how happy you look.
3: Do I? I'm trying to be happy, man. You got a great mustache. You do. If you don't if you Ned have Flanders. Mustache, that's Ned, good. Man. Ned Flanders is one of them. Bro, that's the second time I've been compared to Ned Fla- uh, third time I've been compared to Ned Flanders inside of a week. Really? Yeah, and I don't understand it. I think it's just like, oh, what's the what's word association with the mustache? It's oh Ned Flanders. I mean it'd be weird if Dude, they called apology Modic came up again.
2: Oh, it would be fuck. weird if they called <laughs> you Homer Simpson, yeah. You know? That's true.
3: Uh or
0: Marge. Ted or just, Ramey. Bro, I'm telling you, Andy Lawrence, like... I know, but this guy came up. Who's that?
2: Andy... L- I can't touch my phone. I don't
0: know why. I don't, I don't know who that is, man. I don't either.
2: I'm not allowed to touch my phone.
0: I'll show you Andy Lawrence.
2: We need to pop up Andy Lawrence.
0: Oh, man, he looks way better than
3: I do. Shit. Who? Man, this is aspirational. He's hot, dude. who now, Paul, no. G- Paul Giamatti? No, Andy Lawrence is way better looking than I am.
2: It looks like it looks like Matt Rife. Damn, I he looked does. like
3: I looked like him when I was a teenager. I fell off. <laughs> I fell off. I fell off hard. Oh, dude, dang, dude! Magic humbling. Causes, I mean, it looks kind of rough right here. That's true.
2: Magic causes true. a lot of stress, I hear. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that,
0: dude. Oh, here it is. Look, I can see it. You see a little bit?
2: I can see it. Yeah. You also, in a in a way, kind of look like Mitch Hedberg. Rest in peace. <sighs>
3: I love. Mitch I'll take Enberg. that all day. He's great. That's, I'll take that with honor. With I'll honor. represent him with dignity. Yes, as you should. And a plum in the plums. In, I, I said and a plum, but oh. you're right. Yeah, in the plums too. Okay. I'll do it in the. I'll do it in the plums.
0: What's your thoughts on AI taking over the world? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you like. it? I love it. Make your job easier. Do you use it? Yes, food?
3: absolutely. It makes my job easier. I got. I got a subscription to Mid Journey. I got a subscription to. Um, chat gpt that's it's all fantastic
0: i do like chat GPT. we do use chat gpt for the podcast too yeah it's great it writes our blurbs for each episode that's mm-hmm.
3: not true i do it all I'm glad. i am um, i use i use uh you know chat gpt is great for job descriptions yeah it's fantastic yeah um and mid-journey it if you guys have never used it, it's pretty wild too. Never use that one. So it's basically just this bot and it lives in Discord. And you just you know, message it on Discord does like a lot of uh um it can it can do some kind of cool hyper realism stuff. It, it struggles with more stylized, like actual artwork, artwork. Um and I heard actually AI, um OpenAI uh has their Dolly their kind of art generation thing. Just got an update, I haven't used it yet. I just got an email today. There's like uh, some newsletter thing. They just like little blurbs of certain industries. Apparently, OpenAI was just valued at $80 billion. Yeah. 80 billion. That's crazy.
2: You think AI is going to replace people?
3: I hope so. People suck.
2: (laughs) I love to hear that.
3: Yeah. I'm like, what could it replace? That'd be great. It'd be Honestly, though, it... I wish it was replacing more of the mundane tasks and not the tasks like creating art. Yeah. That that feels a little backwards, but, you know. Yeah. We'll get
0: there. He says, hopefully. So, what do you get from MidJourney? What's the best thing? What are you pulling from that? Oh, like... How's um, that that different from ChatGPT?
3: ChatGPT is just like... It's just text, right? Like, it's conversational. MidJourney's artwork. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's all Uh, artwork. Okay.
3: Um, But it can do some pretty wild stuff. Um, it could do some stuff that looks like Nightmare Fuel, too. Um, I almost love that as... like I love that, too. I, I honestly think that kind of... Uh, um, Uncanny Valley AI artwork and AI videos. I love watching those. I think it's so funny because it's just slightly terrifying. It's like weird and something's off. But you like at best, you don't know what it is. At worst, it looks demonic and like it's... You know, melting.
2: Yeah, I haven't been to that part of the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Man, the internet. I love the internet.
0: The internet's great. I,
3: just, just the internet, the whole thing.
0: I love it. It's that. all. Great. I love using X. I love. There's some funny people out there, man.
3: I just, man, I miss old internet. I miss pre-social media I internet. miss old internet. When everything, when the world, when the world was just wide open and everything, you know, had its own homepage, and it was you weren't just going to the same four websites all the time. I know. Man,
2: the old internet was great. It was the World Wide Web. It was the we information
3: superhighway.
2: Now it's <laughs> uh, what did I have for dinner? Yeah. Let me tell everybody. Yeah. And it's me and my husband. We're doing so great. So great. The autumn then, photo shoot. Just yes. drop. <laughs> swipe photo, for more. Photo yeah. dump for the weekend. Yeah. Pretty sure I was just hanging out with your husband last night and he's about to file for divorce. Yeah.
3: It's just, what's the, what's the meme? It's like when you see, when you see the, the Halloween photo shoot drop, you know, the marriages and shambles or yeah, something I've like seen, that. I just seen that meme the other day. Yeah. Me, dude, it, what's funny is, is both me and my wife kind of like fell into this like we a few years ago we just like started tapering off the use of social media hardcore like just we barely barely ever post the only things I post is just like TikToks on my Instagram story that I think are funny or just things you do
0: do post some great stuff in your stories
3: yeah at this point I'm just trying to alienate and just make sure the only people who follow me are the ones who really want to follow me. I yeah. guess I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I laugh every time with stuff you find high quality. You know, so to you, find your it. wife's pretty artsy as well, right? She is. Yeah, she, um, she. My wife is fantastic. I'm obsessed with my
0: wife. My I, wife is amazing. I think the stuff she made, like the last time uh, we were at the Good Rancher that, in Indy, what, what she she, hand, she hand did the names for like. Oh the, yeah, she did the place cards for the dinner. Like, yeah, dude, she's freaking yeah, sweet, she's, a,
3: she's an amazing artist, hand letter like.
0: Does that her forte is is the lettering? That, that is like one of her main things that she's really it's really good at. Calligraphy.
3: Yeah, like, it's like modern. It's not like the classical kind of Declaration of Independence calligraphy. It's like the kind of modern. Yeah. Um, but it looks printed, um, and she did it by hand. Yeah, she's, I actually, yeah, I, she's, I have a
2: picture <laughs> of it on my phone, but I'm not allowed to. The phone independent,
0: phone. the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, we're gonna steal oh, it. Oh, I yeah.
2: signed it. Damn, Vaughn Hancock.
0: Nice. Uh, so that's what she does. She. Yeah, she, I
3: mean, she. the thing is, she does, like, so many... Like, she got really into um, embroidering at one point, like, when COVID first came around. And so she had, like, this hand like, business and had these huge contracts lined up. And then COVID came on and just shit on everything. And um, then she, like, got really into embroidery and decided to do that. And she was amazing at it. It's, like, just anything she wants to do, she's just fantastic at. Where'd and, you meet? Um, so y'all, met, y'all married in 2011, you said? Yeah, we've been over 12 years now and... uh we got married on April first, two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Witty, it's very on brand. If Hell, you will. Yeah. It's very yeah, um, and I will. that sums yeah.
0: up your relationship, like
3: you a little bit. A I mean, it's like uh, we're just we don't. I would say that we don't take ourselves too seriously in anything. Um, but how we met was I was actually in a, in a previous life. I was in church and ministry a lot, okay. and we met on we we met she was singing on in the band at the church we were at and I was playing guitar. That's how like we first like knew of each other. And then there was like some college young adult, uh, Super Bowl party. And that's like the night where I officially like met her. I walked away from that. And I was like, I'm going to marry her. Nice. I, I babe Ruthed it. I called the shot pointed. Yeah. Pointed S- center field, center field. So far. So good.
2: That's good, man. So, in a previous life, you were involved in that? not anymore. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're, go, we're, gonna, we're about to go down this road. hole. Oh, man.
3: All right. Cool. I was, like, this is, I was like, this podcast is going to go one of two
0: directions. It's going to be what, just what's like... What's our time? What are we at? We're at an hour 20. What time uh, is probably it? Probably about hour 10. It's 7.30. Yeah, 10. Oh, man. Um,
3: I was like, this is either going to go one of two ways. I'm going to, like, autistically fixate on Magic the Gathering, or I'm just going to overshare <laughs> way too much there. Well, the, the Astros are
2: playing, so I got to, you know... Like, we not uh, f- Are you a big baseball uh, fan?
3: I just. No I, I, I. I. am ambivalent. I am happy if other people are happy about their team.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'll sleep good either way. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's like I don't want to swing the pendulum the other other way because it's like it's like, it's like oh sports oh, I love the what's the sports ball blah, blah, blah. I don't <laughs> yay sports there's... yay sports it's like I gotta be very heavy handed about it. I don't pay attention to this it's there's like, m-
2: very many people that you hang out with that talk the same.
3: Listen man. The, yeah. I got a few I got a few voices, okay? Okay. That's your most popular though. Yeah. Apparently, I just that's my, that's my griping voice, I oh, guess is okay. what it was. Yeah. It's not my town and footloose voice.
2: All right, now so this old life and this is new one now.
3: Yeah, so I got moved to Vegas when I was a teenager. I'd recently I was on the that'll yeah. do it to you. Well, no, it was I had just we moved to Vegas after I had just gotten off like probation when I was like a sophomore in high school. Probation, yeah, like like
2: legal probation.
3: Like I got in trouble with law enforcement okay. for consuming drugs. Nice, what kind? On, uh, I don't even remember. I think there were like the ones I specifically got ratted out for were I think somebody's painkillers. I don't remember. Oh, At twelve? Yeah. No, I was like I was like sixteen. Oh, it's good. Oh, good age. Yeah, yeah this is that.
2: good age. Yeah, it's it's an
3: age where it makes sense. Yeah. Least. Um and I think I attended three days at a public school in Las Vegas where my parents are like, he's gonna go to jail. So they um without telling me, they put me into this private Christian school. And sixteen year old Steve did not like that one bit. No. Anyway, um long story short, within a year I was just I really loved Jesus. And if you really love Jesus and you're in, like, a charismatic church like that, that means you are going to be in ministry. And i just like, I love Jesus, and I loved working with the youth, and I wanted to be a youth pastor. And I
0: was... You're already dressed like a youth pastor.
3: I don't know how to take yeah, that. as a hipster. Oh, yeah. like <laughs> you look like Jesus. You look like Jesus. I prefer that. I'll <laughs> take that. Um, um. Anyway... Um, I was like... just says, like, this is what I'm going to do. It's like, I didn't... The thing that I... It took me... Like, the thing I'm working through in life is that I'm realizing that one of my biggest downfalls is that everything was... has al- I've always processed everything from a very black and white perspective. Might be the touch of the tism, right? Like, everything yeah. is either yeah. correct or it's incorrect. The right. worst thing that you could ever be is incorrect and or right or wrong. So, therefore, it was very easy for me to kind of... Um, it's like oh well, this is this is the most right thing I could do, so I'm this must be what I should be doing, mm-hmm. even though I didn't. At no point did I ever actually like doing it. Yeah. like I had to interact with people in in ways that like what they weren't really on my terms. I I was masking who I was the entire time, mm-hmm. I, um, and everything that I did all of my mental energy and my spare time, it was like creative and design and music and video, like all these different things like that is where my hardwiredness actually was. It's where my gifting and skill set was, but I was so adamant that I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to be like the people who couldn't finish the race or all these different things. I'm dead set. I'm going to be the same toe. It was like a breaking point. It's like, I don't want to do this. And, even when I was like, didn't want to do this, I was still like involved in ministry because you know, like I wanted to do the right thing. And it just, it took a long time to kind of realize it's like, that is not how I'm wired regardless of whatever issues I may have with, um, you know, ministry in general or church life at large in the macro. Like I was still trying to do the right thing, even when you know I was like focusing on the other creative um design stuff, but yeah, that was looking back on it now, I'm like, man, that was a weird time <laughs> that was I was a wild I was like look back I was like oh, that was a wild weekend,
2: yeah,
0: I don't know how many years was weird. that how many years was that total from okay, so
3: i after high school. I was part of this internship for like to become a youth pastor. I did that for four years. Then I worked. The reason I was in Houston the first time is I was working at a church, um, on, on staff in the youth department. And I did that until 2015. And then in 2015, I, um, my, my, sorry, my Jersey Mike's is, is, uh, wants to be part of the conversation. And, um, (laughs) In 2015, <laughs> I actually moved to Las Vegas, back to Las Vegas, um with my family to help plant a church. Okay. And plant a plant church. Plant a church, start a church from scratch. That's, and a, that's the term. That, that is the term. Like you plant a seed. Mm. And uh towards the end of I felt like it was pro- I was probably done with all of that probably sometime in 2019. But the, like at the time I was still working remote for the agency I was at. Like I was, I had other things that I was like focusing on. It was still just kind of like part of the
0: background of my life. And, um, yeah, I think. So have your beliefs changed or you just more. So changed oh, from just oh, for I'm,
3: I'm deconstructing pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm landing with all of that, but I'm I'm certainly not where I was, but I'm glad I'm not where I was, yeah. like, headspace-wise, <laughs> right. because it's just like, the further you kind of remove yourself from it, and just kind of, I don't know. Some it,
2: people can accept just not knowing. Yeah. I,
3: I, the thing is, is I think where, I, where I'm trying to swing the pendulum in my life is... I ha- for so long I was so obsessed with being correct about everything is that I am now I am now kind of in a headspace where I'm just like I I'm not going I'm not sure where ultimately I'm going to land and I'm I don't need to care right now like because I've spent so long agonizing over every point of having the correct theology or every you know And it was exhausting and it did a lot of damage in my personal relationships, my family, my wife. Like it just was, it was not, it was not a healthy dynamic and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, say that it was anyone else's fault but my own, but I was just part of, I was part of like, I guess a system that kind of perpetuated that, like there is a very right way to do everything in a very wrong way to do everything. It just kind of like forces you into this binary where every, you know, hindsight, insignificant, minuscule thing weighs far more heavy than it should. Mm -hmm. Like I was at a point where I couldn't even have a, I was so obsessed with this idea, like every conversation that I had with any human being was of eternal significance and the amount of pressure that you have on yourself when that's how you frame every single interaction. It's like, it's, it's too much. Yeah. And, and you can't ever actually be yourself. You can't, you can't ever actually relax um, because you feel like I if every interaction i have with it with with somebody has eternal significance um nothing can ever just be yeah like i'm either trying to wrench some angle into a conversation i'm trying to um i'm trying to be some amount of spokesman in some capacity no matter what's going on and it's it's a really shitty way to do relationships yeah you know it's like it's a really um because you don't it, it's almost to the point and I'm not speaking for other people I'm speaking for myself that it's like I don't really care I don't really care about this person I care about how I'm going to be held accountable for this person I don't actually care about the interests or the the day to day of this individual um I don't really care how they're actually doing I'm I'm I care if am I doing the correct thing at any given moment and it's it's a lot of pressure. It's so much pressure. It's so much pressure. And it's just like it's it's just kind of shitty. Like it's
0: like you can't it, catch it, yourself it, being secular at all. You're like, oh
3: Ever. And it's like I think the thing that I that I disliked about it that I that I'm that I'm trying to remove myself from is that um nothing nothing felt actually genuine. And that's like a huge deal to me. Yeah. And it's like Everything had an agenda. Everything had an agenda. <laughs> Everything had an agenda all the time, and you never. Yeah, the, you pe- always pe- had an people angle. Would,
0: people would avoid you. I'm sure. Like, oh no. It's, it,
3: the thing was, is I was like, whether I don't think I ever like all of those issues and struggles I internalized okay. and. I never, like, heavy-handed projected it onto the relationships. But because I didn't, I just felt immense guilt about it all the time. Okay, So I just ended up in this place of self-loathing okay. all the time because I fumbled the bag on how I was supposed <laughs> to handle that, that conversation because I didn't want to be that off-putting, yeah. unlikable person. And it's just like, man, um, I'd rather just... Relate to people on my own terms and actually care about them in the way that I want to care about them, and
2: yeah. Was that a freeing experience to kind of? Oh, it that was. Go?
3: It was. It was very freeing. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. Short answer: Yes. I'm not gonna like. <laughs> It, it it very much was. I couldn't
2: I think I think you and I have shared the very same experience. Kind of, well, in a, a way little bit yeah, you in know, a little bit, yeah. Okay. My freeing experience just happened at twelve, I'm not
0: Well he got it out of the way soon.
2: Yeah. And it's been great ever since. Yeah. As
0: that was the I was caught. <laughs>
2: No, this is what that would oh. No, my mom I mean. was. <laughs>
3: I don't know if you're joking. <laughs> no, no, my talk about genuinely no, trying to relate to somebody no, right now. No,
2: really, twelve years old. Yes, I was serious about the twelve year old. Uh, my dad is not a cop. My dad was a football coach. My mom is a doctor, was a psychotherapist, I should say. Sounds like a high pressure household, right there. You want to talk about? High pressure. <laughs> Sounds like a. High, what do you know about pressure? High stakes. <laughs> Dude, <laughs>
3: high stakes context.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It
2: was high pressure. I'm was was still a, high pressure to this day. I
0: didn't think about that. that probably wasn't intense household. I mean, it's intense. <laughs> how many siblings did you have?
2: Did I have? I still have. Um, I still have one. Hmm. One sister. But you did have two. I have a stepsister as well. I would call her a sibling.
3: Okay. But, but I was yeah, trying to see how much of the shared burden. That um, I got you had most the of household. the burden.
2: Um. My sister has cerebral palsy.
3: Oh, man. Yeah. So and she's older.
2: And she's, she's much older than I. Um, so yeah, the pressure. How, how much older? Uh, she's nine, eight years, eight okay. years older than me.
3: What was growing up with that like? Like that like dynamic? Her, no, I, that dynamic, like kind of existing in the household.
2: Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of the f- attention was focused on me, um, cause I was the perfect one. And, <laughs> um, I I get, but I get what he's saying. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny. I often had a little bit of resentment because I couldn't get away with what she could get away with. Okay. So I didn't have, I didn't have the opportunity to like play things off to say, well, Mm. that's because I'm, you know, disabled. Got
3: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There there were she had easy outs that you didn't have.
2: Yes, and um, so yeah, I mean the, the the. i guess as a parent you always want one of your children to you always you always want i mean you have two kids so you're you always want your children to do well mm-hmm. for their capabilities right yeah. um so her capabilities were much different than mine from a learning perspective from yeah. a success success perspective like, held everything. a different standard yeah so i think that definitely was more pressured upon me like okay Mm. this one's the one that's going to do the good grades this one's the one that's going to go to college yeah you don't
3: have this disadvantage therefore you must
2: right exactly um and i don't think my parents did that intentionally but i think it's just you know some parents i think and i and i would have to ask my parents this to even i'm generalizing Mm -hmm. i think when when parents have a disabled child uh, learning, learning, disabled child. I think they put a lot of pressure on themselves to make up for that through another that child. Mm, um, okay. Now that doesn't mean to say that they don't love the disabled child as uh, much. Yeah. It just has to mean that their focus is, you know, what this one we really got to make right. Yeah. To show, you know, the one that's disabled that she can, you know. Yeah. I don't even success. think
3: that that's. I don't think that's like inherently evil either it, i think it's just human nature you know yeah. what i mean it's like especially you're looking at hey the legacy i'm leaving is in the form of these individuals and right. um i'm sure there's a dis an inordinate amount of their own identity rooted in that that shouldn't be there but you know we all have to kind of like bed that down to some degree and that's rough yeah. especially in a, in a household that sounds like it's f-
2: uh led by high achievers it was, man. <laughs> it was. Now I'm successful, way more successful than anybody in this household's been. So <laughs> got them. <like>, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> no, totally
0: Actually, they're crazy. here. I'm <laughs> gonna bring them in. Yeah, we're come un- on down. We're gonna, oh. unpack, we're gonna unpack some this. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs>
2: no, no, are uh, No, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a successful household uh, for sure. But I, did, I learned a lot, so I'm, I'm very grateful for how I grew up.
3: I'm so like. I am so terrified of screwing my kids up. Like I've made it my mission. I was like, the only thing I was like, I am in a direct competition with every other parent in existence to in existence to raise the most emotionally well-adjusted children. Like that's all I want to do. And, um, yeah, it's like, you want your kids to like excel for where they're coming from. And like, one of the things that I've had to be very intentional of is like my oldest, Michael, he is me like, we stand the same, the brains function the same. Like I get him inherently. And my young, my younger one, Caleb is, is not like me at all. And for years I have been so intentional of like not doing anything that would, that would communicate whether implicitly or explicitly that just because I might understand Michael better that he is less than, or he is, you know, and I'm, I'm, I am so obsessive about like not doing anything like that, but man, when you actually care about being a parent, this shit's hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it must like
3: be said, so
0: easy when you don't care. And so he's got one child. Okay, you've got two boys. I got a boy and a girl, so that's a, even a different dynamic for me because you treat your girl. Oh yeah, way different than a boy. Yeah, and she. I had her first. I want, I want a daughter so bad. I had her first, so I had two full years without my youngest Bronson. Okay, and so, but even how you treat a girl versus like you know I could. Look at her wrong or raise my voice, and she acts like sure. And then the boy, you kind of got to get physical sometimes yes. with them. They're different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're just way. It's just it's, uh, yeah. It's I'm like, crazy I'm, dynamics. Yeah, you know? I'm
3: looking at the difference in how I have to talk and kind of like check in with both of them, and they're both boys. Yeah. I can't imagine. The sexes. Are different. I can't imagine. Yeah. You Know when you're spanning the entire like gender spectrum, there it's like hey. and she
0: and, and having a girl growing a, like raising a girl that's 13 in eighth grade going to high school next, like and you know, you know, how kids are, and social media, what a terrible
3: time to be like. I mean, like what a terrible age that man, was, you know, in the human it like, experience.
0: It's tough, yeah, because of how much access they have to everything and uh, the, the dynamics of just raising a girl, yeah, uh, it's just it's crazy, man. It's 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 scary to think because you like you like I said you're you're trying to make sure that they know they're loved. You try to, to teach them the right things without being the her uh, over them. Yeah,
3: it's like you want to make you, you want, I want to control all these things, but also you need to learn how to be independent, yes. but also I don't want you to just oops, I stumbled into something I shouldn't have because you were too distant. Oops! You were too overprotective. Now I'm. <laughs> now they're rebelling. Yeah, exactly. It's like,
0: yeah, it's it's all you all you get all you can do is rely on your family dynamics and yep. hoping that they are picking up the good cues yep. and will like stay away from the bad ones. Yeah,
3: I, it was funny. I like a couple years ago. It was during COVID. For whatever reason, um, it was right after the George Floyd stuff went down. Okay, I called my dad because.
0: Yeah, being an ex-cop
3: yeah. well he he was an ex-cop but he also trained hundreds like he was like he trained cops because he was that kind of guy and I was like I want your take like I watched the entire body cam video it was very difficult to watch Right. I was like I want your take on everything that went down and we started talking about that and I don't know how we got into the, the topic of we started doing kind of like a, a post mortem on his parenting of my childhood. I don't know what those two things had to do with each other <laughs>
2: I, at all. I could see a correlation there, though. Maybe. Yeah. You know,
3: I was going to make a joke and I knew I shouldn't. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> um, you said
2: post mortem. Uh, yeah. Oh,
3: no. I yeah. didn't even mean to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I was talking to him about like, just kind of like the rules that I had, like my rules of parenting that I had kind of come up with. And because like, I'm telling you it, um, Steve Rogers, right. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, after joining the military, became cop, he was Steve Rogers, like wholesome. I'm going to save the world. Like I'm right. going to do everything. Um, and you know, the whole dynamic of what I was talking about that I had of, like, everything being black and white, I definitely got it from him, too. And and um, I, I was, like, you know, talking about one of the things. I was, like, well, I wish there was a little more gray area. Like, as far as, like, this is absolutely wrong. This is absolutely right. Like, he was my D.A.R.E. officer in sixth grade. Right? Oh, wow. And, yeah. you know. That was before you went to jail for Well, he's, he's,
0: he's living good versus evil. So, so the yeah. thing
3: is, is you, you, you remember the D.A.R.E. program. It's yeah. like, oh, you smoked a joint get ready for heroin you know it was like <laughs> it was right there you
2: know i never went to heroin
3: yeah I smoke crazy right yeah it's unreal how you don't <laughs> like, actually, i mean i even had the gateway drug. that's crazy how yeah. you didn't actually do that because that's not real life yeah. because yeah anyway and i was like when i was 14 and i was like oh wait a minute marijuana there's literally nothing wrong with marijuana whatsoever maybe all of this stuff is bullshit right like if there was any room for that nuance there then you know maybe it wouldn't have been as difficult not that it was really that difficult but i'm sure it was a lot more on them and uh, we're just kind of talking about like parenting rules and um talking about relying on the family dynamic if my rule is if my kids are asking the question, that means they're ready for the answer. Right. So it was like, and I'm going to do, I'm going to answer whatever question they have. And I, I remember the sing the, if they ask a question, they're ready for the answer. And then the other rule that I think I live by is never react to anything they say. And because whether or not you say it, how you, your body language or like, if you're on edge when they react, like, they will learn the cue that, oops,
0: yep, don't this do that. isn't
3: something you say. This isn't something you ask. And because um, I remember when, uh, I think my son was, like, four, I was watching some PG-13 movie on TV, and he was in the same room. Um, and it was just like, son, and the TV was like, son of a bitch. And my son just goes, dad, what's bitch? And, um, you know, like.
2: What's your mother, son? <laughs> <laughs> No, I know you didn't. Too
3: say that. ADHD uh, to like sorry. stay on track. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Um, sorry about that. That was my ADD. And uh oh that's fair. I see yours and I raise you. Uh and in in that split second I was like I wanna be like, oh or yeah. like, oh you don't say it. you know, it's like the, the the cliche reaction to that, you know, you overreact. It's like, oh you can't say that and I was like, well, A word you don't probably aren't going to say around some people, but like you know, if you like really hurt yourself and you say it, it's probably not a big deal because you know they're yeah, or if you're
2: at a veterinarian clinic, exactly, Mm -hmm. for sure, the right context, the nuance, the right context context may
3: not get mad. So I was uh, let's see, you know the game, the video game Last of Us. Okay, well it's a fantastic, it's probably my favorite story of any movie, book, anything I've ever experienced. Taken in as far as the story is concerned, it's fantastic. Okay, and I and but it's a very very violent and. Um, mature video game and I definitely played it with both of my children when they were seven years old um,
0: parent of the year it's a rite of passage
3: exactly but the thing was is like there was some point in the game where the main protagonist she's like a 14 year old girl who's immune to this zombie whatever you know um, fungal strand whatever it is that's going around that's turning people into zombies but you know it's kind of post-apocalyptic and people don't talk nice in post-apocalyptic post world and you know, she's like oh
2: fuck blah blah blah
3: and he's like she he she shouldn't say that word and i said michael if you're living in a zombie apocalypse you can say that word as much as you like because you know what it probably merits saying yeah and it's just like i'm just trying to do everything i can to keep the nuance of like yeah and it's kind of so here's the thing my kids have not entered teen years. I can't speak for any of this yet. I might have egg on my face looking back on this conversation where I had it all wrong. I reserve the right to be wrong about anything. Um, but so far, like raising my kids with all of the access to it, like there's not things that are like off limits for them as far as like conversations or, or it's like, oh well, oh, well, the grownups are talking, you go away. It's like they're just a part along for the ride to the point where it's like, my friends are my kids' friends now. Like, my um, my wife and kids right now are visiting friends in Vegas. And, like, my best friend from high school is still there. They My boys went over to his house to watch Fury Road because my youngest <laughs> watched it for the first time, like, maybe a month ago, a few weeks ago, and just loved it. Like, it was – have you you've seen the movie? Uh-uh. Oh, my – you have to watch okay. that movie. It was – that was a movie. I was like, how have I never seen this? This movie is amazing. Okay. And he just became obsessed with it. And I watched it when I was staying with him when I was in Vegas playing Magic. And so I came home and I watched it with the boys. Like, we do this thing called Bro Day. It's like, all right, boys, it's Bro Day, which means we get fast food Usually we take off our shirts we just go, we all yell, no shirts. And we rip off our shirts and we just go, bro,
2: day, bro, day.
0: And we like play video games. They invite us next time.
2: It's dude, fantastic. That, is, that, that right
3: there is great parenting. It, dude, it's so much fun. Like, I have so much fun with my kids. I love hanging out with my kids. Yeah. That's fun, um, man.
0: They'll remember that their whole life. Yeah. they lo- And they love
3: bro day. They'll like, carry like, that on with their own dude, kids. Dude, they, and they ask me, it's like, I'm like, jealous. My my youngest goes, Dad. Can we have a bro day? Like on like on Saturday or something. He's like, can we do bro day? i will be like, all right, let's do a bro day. And then, like we just rip <laughs> off and just like, and then that's all we do. We're just watching movies, playing video games. Like we order Taco Bell or whatever yeah. on DoorDash, and it's just bro day. And um, and like it. my my kids were just he went over to my friend's house, hanging out with them. Like he was their friend, and it's just like I'm I hate this shit with my parents. Like this is mr eric call him mr it's like no this is eric yeah he like i tell my kids all the time it's like hey can i do this i was like you're a grown-ass man do it like and i don't censor myself around my kids like i, I cuss around my kids all the time but the thing is you know what's weird when you demystify that stuff they don't care i know yeah my kids like just don't cuss they uh, like they they the just reaction don't do they it. like the reaction
2: exactly I, like
0: i cussed I don't. Yeah, I don't filter myself around any kids. Von, right, that, I,
2: I filter my child. He's just
0: a very scared individual. Yeah. But yeah, I don't we can get into that. Even music, <laughs> like I don't. I don't. I'm like, dude, I'm not playing no kids bop shit in my car. Yeah. Even when they're they're little. Like, yeah. But I, but I was around when, that my my dad was the same way. Like he said anything around me, okay. and so I didn't do that in front of people or parents. I never. I didn't cuss from my mom. So I was like, 28 years old, probably. You know, I mean,
3: you know, I I realize like I think that my my dad did a lot of like the kind of like censoring protecting yep. but i think it's because he never had any of that growing up Yeah. And he was raised around so like in his childhood there was so much like chaos i think that was his way of yeah. of being loving and uh because it's like everybody everybody operates out of the the need they wish they had met when you know when they were either weak or unable to protect themselves and like i remember you know, even growing up, him, hearing him say that his only goal was to make us kids feel safe. Yeah. Which you know, now in hindsight, it's like, well, yeah, you had all this, like, your mom's hell's angels boyfriend was putting her head through the drywall, like that kind of shit going. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that is the thing that you needed that you never had. Right. Yeah. And so better I better thi-
2: than brick. It's true.
3: <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, the glass one sixteenth full. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. something like that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, anyways, parenting is hard, but it's also a lot of fun, if you have Bro Day, anyway. Yeah. Bro Day so I highly awesome. recommend Bro Day. Bro Day is, like, the number one tradition ritual I do with my kids all the time, and it's the best. Right now, we're playing through Super Mario RPG on Super Nintendo for Bro Day. Like, just <laughs> collectively, it's it's fantastic. Sometimes I'll just be like, um, because they both play Fortnite, and they're both really good. They were, like, really good at Fortnite, and I'll just be like... I want to watch you guys play duos I want to watch you guys like team up and just mop the floor with other people yeah. I was like I just enjoy watching that I enjoy you guys exerting your dominance over these other <laughs>
2: so so do they have like any limits to how long they can play video games
3: okay you want to know okay so here's uh, here's something else I came up with
2: oh I love this
3: Um, <laughs> so it was something like thing is like me and my wife we're, su- we're such good parents like we're like I'll go toe to toe with any, any other parents on the planet I think I think we could take them We're fantastic parents. (laughs) And one of the things we were trying to figure out was like, okay, how do we balance, like, too much video games, right? Yeah. And um, so I came up with this thing. It's like, oh, they like Fortnite. If you know anything about Fortnite, the in-game currency is is V-Bucks, right? Cool. I'm going to make something in our house called G-Bucks. And I, I even, like, because I'm a designer, I even, like, made stickers and a little whiteboard that goes in the fridge that has the Fortnite V Bucks, but I changed it so that they set, have G in it. Yeah, and so if they automatically, and one G buck is one minute of playing video games. So every day, if just by going to school or doing school, they get ninety G bucks. You can do other things that can earn you other G bucks. So they have to earn their their video game time. Yeah, but um, I also okay. Here's another thing I do with my kids: Tuesdays is Caleb Day, Wednesdays is Michael Day. And, um, if they're playing video games with me on Caleb or Michael day, it doesn't count. So, um, (laughs) like on, on Caleb or Michael day, they, um, because I I live right next to the office and they ride their bike up to the office. I buy lunch. We have lunch, just them. I, and after work, I do whatever they want to do. It is their day of the week. They get to dictate what me and them are doing. That's just what we do on Caleb day or Michael day.
0: So um does so michael, michael mccord ever try to get in on michael day yeah i mean he got bounced at the door okay so yeah <laughs> he's
3: too tall he's way too tall freakishly tall way too tall <laughs> maybe he he might be able to get in for a bro day the best part was is i have a xbox 360 hooked up to the tv in our office yeah and we play halo 3 like when we need a brain break well we 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 got somebody else to bring in a halo uh another xbox 360 and halo 3 and we had eight people from the office doing like a land party like like he did back in the day and it was so much fun and my boys were just part of the bros yeah like one just they were they didn't think that they were less than they were just part of every other dude who was in the office playing the game they were also like kicking ass at the same time like (laughs) i hate losing to every video game to my child That sucks. yeah it's, it's the worst anyway I don't remember how I got on this.
0: I would talk about my kids
3: for hours if you let me. So you need. To but it sounds like you're
0: doing a great job, man. That's awesome. I love
3: being a parent. I love it so much. It's so much fun.
0: Did you always want to have kids?
3: I would have eight kids if it was up to me. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's not up to me. No, no. So entirely, anyway. You know what I mean? So
2: no, it's halfway. It's halfway. Halfway,
3: yeah, but yeah, the easy part. Unfortunately.
2: I oh yeah. 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 No.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, I was like, we can we can riff on that for a while, but I don't think uh, yeah, I don't nah. think anyone's better for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hey, give me your Good Ranchers elevator pitch. Good Ranchers elevator pitch of why Good Ranchers matters. Yes. Good
3: Ranchers matters because guaranteed supply chain transparency. You are getting 100% American grown made meat directly to your door, and you can't uh, like. Does Pepsi does Pepsi still in the Pepsi Challenge? Like trademark on that? I'm sure they do cuz it has Pepsi in it, but yeah. Pepsi Challenge with any other product on the market, it's it's a no-brainer. Like not just the beef, the chicken, the seafood, the pork, it's all amazing. Like you know where it's coming from, it's supporting American farms and ranches. Yeah, it's like you don't get that anywhere else. And it's just a really fun place to work. I don't know if that matters at all, but, but it matters it to it, it matters does. to me. It
2: does. Consumers want to know that the that the products that they're buying that company supports their people, dude. And that's the thing. Like
3: the reason why I think that um, we are so we, like we are light years ahead of like just say let's say Butcher Box for example, yeah. random <laughs> example. Yeah, it just kind of came off the top of your head. Yeah, just, and. Um, Everybody, every single person in the Good Rancher's office loves their job. They love what they're doing. It's like, we don't have a brand that has its own personality. It's just like, it is that embodies you get. It's just us. It's just us doing it. And there was like, we, like, we've had to go. I remember one time we had to do something on social media where we had to apologize. It's like, uh, we messed up because, you know, we're also figuring this out too. And just being that like transparent and straightforward we had so much support in the comments. It's like, if you are just authentically yourself yeah. and the brand doesn't isn't all polished and proper, like the people from Footloose. Um <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to that. Well. Your mustache
0: shakes. Oh, like uh, yeah. Well, I'm just giving people what they want. Yeah. Um, Hell,
3: yeah. I don't know, man. It's just you can tell when certain brands are authentic and other ones are just like... Every micro decision is based on XYZ market. It's just not real. Yeah. That's what I
0: hate. Well, the one thing we always say, and this is like no bullshit. We tell people, like, dude, one, we love the Good Ranchers family. Like, they've been great to us. But, like, being a part of that and being with you guys, like, it's so fun. We're actually fun to hang out with. We're fun, but, like, it really, like, it's it's fun to be around. But you can see why the company is thriving. Yeah. Because of the the organism of the company.
2: I tried to actually go work with good ranchers but i wasn't related to anybody
0: yeah well keep trying you got bounced the, well, bounce the door i
2: i made my own position they're not going to pay me but that's fine um but this doesn't pre- count vice president I mean, of the global
0: do. markets that's pretty good mm-hmm. you get chat to write your resume i already did perfect <laughs> Yeah, hey, they keep they keep keeping us around, so we're doing something right, I guess. Just keep inviting every every member of the staff, just cycling that's, in yeah. and out.
3: You know
2: what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Yep. I think we got a new contract coming up too, so I gotta get on that.
3: Easy, yeah. Just get just get Ashley in here and, as a guest, and get the, get those terms looking real good. Done. Yeah,
2: we're gonna bring on her husband,
0: Dick Joseph Music. Yeah, he's uh he's. Talk about fun people to hang he's out. He's fun. With. Dude. He is fun oh, to hang out with. I remember when I first time. We had a like, oh, we right. had a bro day with him at the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah, unfortunately we you were wearing off. shirt. Yeah, I was like, well, you were you were outside. So okay, well, that's fair. missed
3: it. I missed it. it, it the, you definitely you've got a knack for how to making it feel like we're landing the plane right now. It feels very natural. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it felt it yeah. felt uh, felt good.
0: We've had a good time, man.
3: I hope so. We man. appreciate. I was you. so nervous coming. I wasn't nervous coming on here. Like, it's like oh no. I was more nervous, like man. I hope I don't look like a total dweeb. I don't know why I went with a mid, like an '80s movie jock insult right there. But <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know.
0: No, we we've enjoyed you guys, man. We really we really have genuinely enjoyed talking with you each time we've been around you. Uh, so we wanted to have you on because you're just a very interesting fella. You I'm are a very interesting fellow. Hey, we learned a lot more about you today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's hey, more. We can peel the onion. When there's a dad competition, I'm gonna nominate you. Like oh, no, no please seriously. Do. Like, oh, I man. I say
2: this all the time and it's getting old, but I'll say it again. I may not be father of the year, but I can be most improved. Dude, I think you might be the father of the year.
0: I'll vote for you. You guys are just gassing
3: me up. No, I'm no, feeling no, real man. good. I'm gonna go talk about that contract. Yeah. Yeah, please. Hey. I like
0: it. Yeah. Hey, and there's inflation too. Just remember. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh yeah man hey we appreciate you coming on dude i appreciate you giving me a shot this is really fun i'll talk about magic all you want dude <laughs> we're gonna play we're gonna start playing magic <laughs> i wish you would we're gonna show up kick your ass yeah right dude.
3: dude you can go, go on the app store you can just download magic or in you can learn how to play for free okay oh, told man. you i was sponsored we're doing, <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: doing it. Hey, so. We, we want to sponsor you for your next tournament. Yes. I don't know what we're gonna do, but we're gonna. Do I don't some. know what you're gonna do
3: either, but uh, just wear our shirt. The thought we'll, we'll that just, counts. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say Von Dill. And then, Suck until, it. dude, until uh, until I do so bad, it's like, who is this trash player? What the like? What is he wearing?
2: Do you think that there's a single Magic the Gathering player listening to this podcast?
0: <sighs> yes. Yes.
3: Well, then we i'm talking i'm talking to you <laughs> in tv land if I, if we piss
2: it, if we if we piss that guy or that girl off because of what you wore at a tournament we didn't need them anyway
3: that's right
0: i don't i don't know how to end it I don't I either like, has a, <laughs> no, <I, that> <laughs> a Mic drop all right dude I'll We're, I'll drop your mic we are out see you peace Bye.
2: So hope you're ready for the show
1: Rapping Cause we ready to roll